0: A butter bean butter bam.
1: Welcome to this week's Bacon a Mystery, Bacon a Murder episode. I'm so freaking excited because we are finally doing the Korean K drama series, The Freaking Glory. It's actually called The Glory on Netflix and it has some of the most incredible actors and actresses why do I like every single character and that's when you know a drama is good the villains you don't root for them you don't want them to win in the end but you're so intrigued by them there's something about them that is so annoyingly charismatic, almost. The villains? Yeah, the mm. villains. They all have these complicated life stories. They all have mm. their own charisma points. I mean, it's just so, so freaking good. And Why is it so hyped, though? Bro, it's that good. And season two is coming out March 10th. So if you guys want to see a season two bacon a Murder, bacon a Mystery episode, please let me know in the comments. And also let me know, who are you rooting for in this season? So we're just gonna get into it. What do you think is the best revenge? How far would you go to commit the ultimate revenge
0: what's that saying like revenge Dig two is graves. Like, yeah you believe me in revenge
1: um in this situation i feel like i'm rooting for the person getting revenge i'm also making these cute little cookies for the kids that are coming over so i got two egg yolks in here and some baby formula i don't know how this is gonna work also sophie's allergic to eggs so this is just for me. <laughs> I just realized as I put the eggs in. So the show opens in 2022 and I have actually changed all the Korean names into um, Americanized names. And I mainly did that because my fiance was like, please, can you do that? Because we were watching Singles Inferno and he would have to pull up a Google page of all their names and he would sit there and go, okay, he's talking about well, her. It's
0: he's, so hard.
1: But it's so true because I watch Chinese shows with him and I'm like, wait, who is? who are they talking about? And then he's like, that one! And I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why it's so hard.
0: So don't get triggered, guys. Don't get
1: triggered. So we are gonna be starting the show with Diana. She's our main character. She's the one getting revenge. She's the one that was heavily bullied. And she's settling into her new apartment. Okay, so the premise of this entire show is that you get massively bullied in high school by a group of the popular kids, the rich kids. They can get away with practically murder and they bully you to the point where you almost take your own life, but you decide, you know what? Why don't I live the rest of my life plotting their revenge? Mm. The most intricate, complicated, well-planned mm. revenge. It's not just, I'm gonna go into their wedding and shout and scream. I'm not gonna just expose them on social media. It is so psychologically thrilling.
0: Okay, I like that. Okay, <sighs> okay, But okay. Um, yes. I'm curious to know, is the person gonna be happy at the end? Like, let's say the perfect revenge is done, is she like, oh, so happy now. That's what
1: people are rooting for. We don't want one of those cheesy like, oh, I got the revenge, but I'm unfulfilled, you know? (laughs) So Diana is in the sparkling beautiful city of Seoul, the capital of South Korea. Now, if you've watched Parasite and more realistic movies portraying South Korea, you know that every beautiful city, every beautiful country, is filled with sinister secrets and characters that are just lurking in the dark. But for now, the opening of this drama is peaceful Everyone's asleep, the morning is foggy Diana is beautiful and she's sitting in her taxi cab, going to her new apartment She's even welcomed into her new home by an elderly Ajuma, The owner of this apartment building She spends most of her time gardening So the rooftop is essentially a garden, right? And from the roof you can see the house next door You can see a little bit of the city line And the Ajuma says, that's my favorite flower The devil's trumpet a beautiful flower. The opening of the flower is pointed towards the sky, almost like a trumpet playing into the air. And it's kind of confusing. Why is that the devil's trumpet? The ajumma suspects that God thought the flower was too cocky for looking up at him. Hence, the devil's trumpet. A peculiar name and definitely an unsettling start to a show, right? Diana isn't one for conversation though. She gives a curt nod. She heads inside to decorate her new place. She starts hanging up these pictures on the wall, these portraits. But they're not photos of Diana. They're not photos of Diana's family and friends or even her kids. She's like almost 40 at this point. No, Diana could never live that kind of life. Not after everything they've done to her. She was hanging up photos of her bullies from high school and every photo of every life event that they've had since high school until this point that they're all 35, 36 years old. I mean, what could they have freaking done to her that was that bad? Let's talk about the high school bullying. So we're adding in the egg whites, vinegar, and sugar, and we're gonna mix it really well. So as she's stapling the pictures on the wall with a giant metal stapler, and I just wanna say the casting on this show, I've never seen such good casting before in my life. The way that these people look, I almost hate them in real life, and then I see interviews of them and I'm like, this is crazy, they're such nice people. But they they just are so good at their characters. They really nail it to a freaking T, and I love them for it. So we see Eve, Eve for evil, the ringleader, the queen, of the group the one that no matter what she does no matter how evil she is she would be rewarded her parents are rich they're filthy rich and even now she's married an even richer man she's praised and revered as the woman that everyone wants to be but nobody knows what's going on on the inside because she's vile and disgusting she's a big fat bully on the inside and as diana is stapling her photos she imagines the final day of her revenge her sweet sweet revenge When Eve finally walks through her dingy apartment sees the mattress on the ground sees all the photos covering every surface of the walls eyes widening, soaking it all in the pictures of her and all of her evil little friends every single day since high school hanging on the wall Diana would stand there, she imagines stapler in hand showing her all her scars the burn marks all over her body Yeah, Eve wouldn't even recognize her Of course she wouldn't, an evil bitch like her. But after mutilating Eve's face with the stapler, Diana would tell her the full story of her 18-year revenge plot, before she finally kills her. Diana even considers the fact that Eve will laugh in her face while laying on the floor soaked in blood, because of course she would. You can never really change a person, right? So let's talk about high school in 2004. That's when the bullying started. That's when Diana's life changed. The course of her life changed. It altered. Okay, wait, we're gonna go mix this with a um, hand mixer and we'll be right back. Pour mix it or fold it?
0: Fold, I guess. And then pour all back into the red.
1: So worst case, I am food poisoning both my nieces, right? I mean, yep. that's the worst case situation, so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm folding it until it becomes a light pastel yellow mixture. It's beautiful. Did I just see a hair in there? I might've. What? <laughs> you showered, right? Like a week ago? That's Probably good enough. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. It's the focus, it's the
0: precision for me. They look so good. They
1: look so cute. Yeah. I'm so excited. It smells like baby formula though, straight up. <laughs> like a good bit of versatility. I think that these days, as I get older, I would rather have one really good thing that I can do a lot with than have a bunch of things cluttering my house that have one purpose. And that is where Vessies have completely changed my entire perspective on shoes. Listen, I used to think before I run errands, I used to think, okay, I gotta check the weather. I would go into my weather app. If there was even a slight chance of rain, you know what I do? I would put on these big stomper clunking rain boots and I would stomp around the grocery store just so that if it does start raining later, I'm prepared. Not anymore. Vessi has my favorite 100% waterproof sneakers that are actually so lightweight. They honestly don't even feel like they should be waterproof. If I didn't dunk them in puddles and my pool and all these other places, it would be hard to believe because of how comfortable, how breathable they are. I get so amazed by my Vessis on like a daily basis. I recently got the Vessi Stormburst and honestly, this should be your only pair of winter shoes. They're so grippy. They're so warm. If you live in a snowy, rainy place like New York City where we spend half of our time, you need these shoes. I get that extra grip in those slippery wet conditions thanks to this um, lugged rubber outsole and there's added material to add extra warmth. Trust me, the last thing you want are cold toes or worse, wet and cold toes. That's like the worst combination. But they're all still super comfortable. I have a few bestie sneakers and all of them are no-brainers. I just leave them at the front door. I slip on a pair when I'm heading out. It's so nice, it's so lightweight. Sometimes I just throw them in my bag if I wanna change into them later. Or for traveling, amazing. Throw them in your suitcase, so light. Or they're great airport shoes because they slip on and off. And they look so cute with all my airport outfits, which is very important to me. These shoes, are like the queens of versatility. So if you guys are going to get cute sneakers, you might as well get ones that are comfortable, breathable, you can walk miles in them, and sneakers that are 100% waterproof, so no matter what mysterious puddle you step in, you are safe. So make sure to check out the Vessi Stormburst and other styles at Vessi.com BAM, and get your Vessi sneaker in size that you want now, and use code BAM for 15% off your entire order. That's Vessi.com slash BAM. To get 15% off your order, use code BAM. And And thank you, Messi, for sponsoring today's video, and let's get into it! The bullying in high school was actually reported to the police chief of the jurisdiction. Diana went to the police officer, reported the bullying, and instead of doing his job, the police chief runs to his phone to call his childhood best friend, who happens to be Eve's evil mother, who is arguably even worse than Eve. The apple does not fall far from the tree. Don't worry. I'll make sure she gets off easy on this one, the police chief says, okay? He turns around to face Eve, who's standing there in her high school uniform. Eve, why were you bullying your friend? Eve smirks. She's not my friend. Besides, why are you so close with my mother? I heard you've been helping her during the divorce. You're the one that proved my father was having an affair, right? Your mom is a a childhood friend. I guess I was wrong then. I just assumed that you were f***ing her and she leaves. Like, this girl is not scared of anybody. At the police station, you see the rich kids being picked up by their smartly dressed, powerful, wealthy mothers. One of them is even left behind because his parents are abroad and his housekeeper doesn't have a car. So the teacher from the school rushes to come drive him home and make sure that he's fed. And for good measure, while the teacher is there, he yells at Diana for reporting such a small prank to the police and causing trouble at the school, and now all attention is on the school! If you think the bullies got off with nothing, you would be wrong. Eve got a slap on the face from her mom when she goes home. I didn't think you would disappoint me again so soon. Eve looks up. Sorry, I didn't know that she would tell the police. She smacks her again. And that's why I'm disappointed. You couldn't handle someone so low, low hanging fruit, and you still couldn't take care of it. Smacks her again. Oh, and I told you, you could only hang out with Jay. And if you're bored, maybe Sada. The shaman said anyone with an O in their name would be bad luck for you. And you're hanging out with all these other girls. So we have um, Ryan and Mina that she's hanging out with, and she got in trouble for smacking Diana, right? So maybe it's an A, I don't know, okay? Get inside, we're running late. And inside, Eve is in the shaman's place who's doing a ritual with a table filled with offerings from Eve's rich family. Eve's mom is brought to tears by her own offering to the gods, and Eve is plotting her revenge. The next day at school, she orders her little minions to bring Diana to her. All of them are in this empty indoor basketball court when Diana is dragged into the room and Eve smiles. Welcome! And she goes up to Diana, grabs her scared face. I want to apologize for bullying you. I'm sorry, but we're even, right? There's no need to call the cops on us. We were scared because of you. Which, speaking of, Diana, from this moment on, you are gonna help me with something. You're going to check if my iron is hot enough. Diana looks confused, but the minions grab her by both arms and they drag her to the corner where the five friends burn her with a curling iron, over and over again, all over her arms. Oh my god! Diana is screaming for help while they hold the hot iron to her arms. You can hear the sizzling of her skin, and they're burning her, scarring her permanently. She's screaming, please stop, please, somebody help me. Sarah, the artistic bully, she's also from a rich family, she says, Scream as loud as you want, nobody will hear you, nobody will save you, nobody. The gym teacher even gave us the key to be here. Diana's confused, like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this to me, please? Eve gets annoyed. God, I am so sick of that. Why do people always ask me that? I do it because I can nothing will ever happen to me nothing will change no matter what think about it you raised such a fuss with the police and look where you are right now did anything change what i'm trying to say is nobody's gonna come and save you not the cops not the school not even your parents do you know what they call a person like that a person like you they're called losers and they keep burning her while making fun of the fact that she's poor and lives in um Like the apartment buildings that don't have their own bathrooms, it's like uh, you lease it by day, and it's just a small tiny little room. She's then by one of the friends. Well, I don't know if she's but it kind of insinuates some sort of sexual assault. He starts kissing her, his name is Ryan, and the whole time he's forcing his tongue down her throat, she's just staring at a tattoo that he has on his neck that he's covered with a bandage. So she can't really read the full tattoo, but it's some sort of words. Diana later goes to the nurse to ask for hydrogen peroxide. This is her second time getting bullied by these people. She's not making the same mistake of going to the cops. They didn't do anything. So she just wants hydrogen peroxide to get rid of her scars, to help with the burn. She tries to use an excuse of, um, I just got blood on my clothes. But the nurse is not buying it. She demands to know if someone hurt her. Who hurt you? I'll I'll talk to the police with you. I'll talk to the teacher with you. Show me. Show me. And she's genuinely worried. She offers to take Diana to the teacher to report the bullying. She said there was another girl who came in here with the same exact wounds. So who was it? Who did this to you, huh? And right at that moment, a phone rings from behind them. And Eve appears. I did it. I did it to the other girl as well. Later, after school, Diana comes home to her dingy apartment where the bullies are there, making themselves home in her tiny little apartment. The floor They were inside
0: the apartment just sitting?
1: They're eating her food, they're drinking soju, the oh floors are torn up. I mean, it's definitely not a cozy home. She's clearly, clearly struggling financially, and these rich kids want to bully her for it. Make her life hell for it. Diana could see that Eve was having fun torturing her. Diana said, Eve, every time you have fun, your eyes would get dark, your lips curl up, and you smile. So the show is Diana narrating her revenge to Eve. So even during the flashbacks, Diana is narrating as an adult. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some would say that Diana has completely lost her mind. (laughs) But I love it! I'm here for it. I support her. Eve says, I found your piggy bank, Diana. It was in your rice cooker. Please (sighs) give it back. Oh no! Are you mad at me? They empty her piggy bank and it's just all coins that fall to the ground and they're taunting her. Wow! You're so rich. You have so much cash. So much money. Please, you guys. You guys have all the money in the world. You don't need any of mine. Please, just give it back. I'm begging you, please. Fine. I'll give it back if you dance for us while we drink. How can we have fun if no one's dancing for us? Silence. If you don't want, Diana, there's another way. And she kicks an iron over. I found this. Wow, I never noticed, but uh, your legs are really pretty. So what's it going to be? Are you going to dance for us or not? Sarah chimes in, ooh, I can pick the first song. I have a ton of good songs. And with that, Diana has tears in her eyes. And we don't know what happens. Well, we do, but uh, the camera pans out to the hallway and you just hear her screams bouncing off the walls, echoing through the hallway. We can assume that she didn't want to dance and she was burned. Because the next day, she's in front of the nurse's room about to knock and she's wearing long pants under her school outfit, which is a skirt. But before she knocks, there's a sign. The nurse has been let go. And now the nurse's office will be closed until they find a replacement.
2: Is
1: it triggering? Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Later that night, it's snowing. Diana comes across this abandoned building and she goes to the top. At the roof, she's ready to jump. She's literally on the ledge. But before she can muster up the courage, she drops to the ground behind her and she starts sobbing at the sky like a devil's trumpet and she starts taking off her clothes. We can tell that she's urinated on herself. And she starts frantically rubbing the cold snow on her burns. And maybe it feels good because she starts frantically taking off the rest of her clothes to lay her full, practically naked body on the cold snow, just sobbing on the rooftop. And she ends up dropping out of school and lists the bullies as the reason. The vice principal is pissed not at the bullies but at diana for listing them as the reason it's gonna mess with his job he lets people bully each other in his school what kind of of example does that have on him he tries to convince diana in the teacher's office with all the teachers around change your reason but diana just stood there it's in school violence you just stood there and you let it happen he throws the paper at her you stupid did they break an arm or a leg huh you're walking around with nothing broken so what's the bullying You're delusional. Once in a while, friends hit each other, okay? He gets up, he rolls up his sleeves, takes off his two-tone Rolex Datejust. Puts it, this is important later, puts it on his desk. I've been trying to go easy on you, you know, but now? Now you're just asking for it. And he slaps her across the face. This is also, if you think that this is dramatic, it's not dramatic. Because the bullying in Korean high schools is one of the worst. Teachers were often found smacking the kids around. It's really bad. And they really only smack the kids around that they know that they can afford to smack the kids around. Like, they're not going to be smacking Eve around. Let's be real. He smacks her across the face and she falls down and she gets back up and he smacks her again. Every time she gets up, he smacks her until finally, after like 10 slaps, another teacher stops him. But not even for her sake. They say, Mr. Kim, she's not even worth it. Elsewhere, we see Diana's mom at the hair salon wearing all pink. She's got like this crazy hairstyle. This is Diana's mom. And she's washing a customer's hair and he's grabbing her butt and she's smacking it and he keeps grabbing her butt and it's clearly just not a great place and she clearly doesn't get paid well and... She just also seems like a horrible mother. Not because she's working at a place like this, but um, I'll tell you why. She gets a call from Eve's mom who wants to meet with her. And Eve's mom hands over an envelope of cash. Go ahead. Open it. Inside it's a bunch of checks. Diana's mom is so excited. She's like, (laughs) I mean, what would you like? She signs everything that Eve's mom gives her, and the next day, Diana is without a home. She goes to her dingy little apartment, and her mom signed everything, stating that Diana was dropping out due to her inability to adjust to the rigorous coursework, and left Diana nothing, not even her mattress. She skipped town with all the money. So now, high schooler Diana is working day and night, rolling kimbap, trying to pay bills. She's completely alone. More often than not, she's crying while working. When she's done rolling kimbap, she has to clean the floors. And she keeps thinking about how itchy her scars are. How she just wants to jump in the Han River and die. This is the only thing left to do. She can jump in the river, and it might feel good on her burns. And then nothing will hurt, and nothing will itch. And she stands at the edge of the water, itching feverishly, crying. The blood is soaking through her shirt. And on the other side of town, we see a bunch of rich bullies interacting. So we know Eve. Let's talk about the others, the key players involved. And also, this is the one drama where I saw all of the high school characters and their evolution of their adult characters and the seamless transition. The vibe was perfect. Mm -hmm. They look, I, if you told me they filmed this years ago as high schoolers, I would have believed you. Wow, It was incredible. Wow. So there's Eve, the richest, the, sh- the ringleader of them all. And then Jay. Jay is like the top dude of the group. He se- she seems to be into Jay. So Jay and Eve kind of have a thing. Like mm. when they hang out, he lays his head on her lap. And she would even jealously ask, from a guy's perspective, be serious, Jay. Do you think Diana's pretty? When the group runs out of drinks, Sarah Who is, um, her dad is like a cult leader. What?! Okay, so it's kind of implied it's kind of culty, but it's a church that he runs. Mm. But the vibe it's giving is like, he's definitely just trying to get money out of this church kind of vibe. It's very odd. It's not a normal church, okay? I'm not saying churches are cults, but this is not- doesn't feel normal. Now, Sarah offers to go, but she's loaded. Sarah is loaded. So these three are loaded. Eve, Jay, and Sarah. Uh There's two more people. Mina and uh, Ryan. Uh These two are broke. And they're treated as such.
2: Um. Because when
1: Sarah's like, we're out of drinks, I'll go grab some. Eve's like, just send Mina. Yeah, she's not rich. And she definitely, Mina has a complex. She wants to fit in more with the others. She overcompensates, yearns for their approval harder than the others. And ultimately, that's why the others don't care for her as much. Mm. Literally, Eve will just look at Mina and go, give me chocolate milk. And she will go get up and get her chocolate milk. But nobody does that with the others, other than Mina and Ryan. Ryan is like their errand boy slash friend. More errand boy than anything. He's the one with the neck tattoo that was kissing Diana. But he's just as evil as them. Like, they're all evil. That's how they're friends. And now that Diana is gone, while they're in the gym hanging out, there's another victim to fill Diana's shoes. And in that moment, the gym doors swing open and Diana walks in. And she's serious. So this is after her attempt at the Han River. So Uh we know that she didn't go in.
0: But is she still in the school? No. Oh, she just came back. Yeah.
1: Eve is intrigued. Diana, we missed you. What a surprise. You want to be a wise mother and wife, Eve. You wrote that online. What? Why are you suddenly bringing up that dumb shit? And the other friends are snickering in the back. Like, a wife? A mother? Ew. Sarah wants to be an artist. Jay wants to take over his father's golf course. Mina wants to be a flight attendant. And you, Eve, you want to be a mother and wife? Ryan Butson. What about me? I want to be filthy rich. That's really your dream, Eve? Eve smirks. A dream? No, I don't need a dream. Having a dream is just for people like you. Or him. Ryan. Or her. Mina. With my money, I can pay you to make my dream come true. I don't need a dream. I need nothing. I'll just get married while I'm young and pretty. I'll pick a nice guy, have a few kids, and a happily ever after. Tell me, what's your dream, Diana? It's you. You're what I dream about, Eve. I hope we'll meet again. And Diana starts smiling, laughing maniacally. And for the first time, the whole group goes quiet and they seem unsettled. Because maybe for the first time, they've met their match. Someone that is more unhinged than them. And they pushed her there. And we see for years, Diana is working hard, taking any job she can in factories, dealing with harsh chemicals, learning English. And on her off time, she's studying for the GED exam and she gets accepted into college. And the whole time, all Diana can think about in her head is, I wasn't kidding, Eve. Ever since that day, you've been my only dream. I think about it every day. Where would I see you again? I'm guessing you'd probably have it all by then. There'll be nothing you'll be scared of. So where would we meet? where you could be scared, even just for a second. There's only one place I can think of. And for now, I'll use your precious hair iron against you. And we see Diana in a little kid's classroom, first grade classroom. And there is the precious hair iron, Eve's daughter. Oh my Her precious daughter and Diana is the teacher it's about to get crazy so you're like, okay, where is Eve? Eve is working as a weather anchor on a news channel, which is a high (sighs) honor in South Korea. She's not doing it for the money, so she does it for the fame. Her husband is the owner of JY Construction, which is one of the biggest construction companies in all of South Korea. Her parents are loaded. She gets paid like $2,000 a month to be a news anchor. She really does not need this position. She just loves the fame. She loves the attention. Diana watches her, of course, every single night in her little apartment with all the pictures on the wall and she says to herself an eye for an eye eve a tooth for a tooth a scar for a scar the one who injured shall suffer the same injury maybe not because then i'd be playing too fair don't you think so let's get into the revenge. Okay, let's get to current time. Seda is an artist and like, I freaking love Seda. I know I'm supposed to hate her, but why do I love her? I just love her as an actor, okay, an actress. She's an artist that's buying drugs from Ryan. Ryan has grown up to have um all these tattoos, like very stereotypical, what you would imagine, okay? And he's got his hair tied back, like very long hair. He just looks rough. He looks like he'd scare me. Like, would I ever trust this guy with my drink? Absolutely not. I would probably urinate in my drink before I give it to him because I'd be so terrified. She's buying drugs from Ryan, the guy that kissed Diana, the errand boy, the poor kid. He tries to take jabs at Sarah, acting badass. Are you in art class? You're not an artist, Sarah. Just because you stick a pencil in your hair doesn't make you draw the next Mona Lisa. Sarah looks at him. Yeah, because Mona Lisa is the only art you know, tacky dumbass. I'll let this one slide because you're just a little puppy dog. And she's like, bark for me. And she barks. And she walks off. She barks? Yeah. She's like, puppy dog. Arp, arp. Yeah.
0: Is she into him or something? No.
1: Oh. She's just like that confident of a bitch. Oh. Yeah. And uh, he walks away. Jesus meanwhile mina has become a flight attendant and eve and jay the head ones of the group yeah yeah, the other ones that were kind of into each other in high school they're Mm -hmm. sleeping with each other even though eve is already marrying a successful businessman named richard she's actively cheating on him with her high school bully boyfriend Mm -hmm. meanwhile there's a co-worker at the clothing factory that diana had quit and her name is gina and she's really kind to diana so they all lived in the factory and You have to, they share a bathroom. Diana would sit out in the hallway studying all night after their hours. So what she would do every single night is that you have to wear slippers to the bathroom because it's very dirty. But Uh slippers make a clacking sound. So after she used the bathroom, she would take off her slippers.
0: Sit on the slipper.
1: No, and she would Uh tiptoe to her room to not interrupt Diana's studying. So they have a cute friendship and she is in 2012 helping Diana uh, access the private social media accounts of the bullies so she can stay on top of things. Gina is trying to get Diana to think about it again. She's like, maybe revenge isn't the healthiest. But Diana says she's in too far. She said she can't. She did not come this far to commit some sort of half-ass crime. Diana said, I'm not religious and the best part about that is I already know where I'm going when I die. So if I'm already going to hell, why not do this? and we see her stalk Eve's new fiancé at the bookstore. When she's not doing that, she's tutoring rich kids for their entrance exams because revenge is very expensive, you need money. And these kids are super scummy. One of her high school male students asked to see her boobs, and he tries to reason with her. If I get better grades, you get a raise. And we all win, so what do you say? Diana says she's not even surprised anymore. After her experience with Eve and her bully friends, she suspects that all the rich ones know how to spot the broken ones. But now something has changed. She's not putting up with it anymore. This will be your last lesson with me, kid. Yeah, well, my mom's not gonna be happy with that. She'll be fine. She smacks her phone on the ground. Her mom has been on the phone with her this entire time. And she tells the mom, I've also recorded it, so if you want to keep this quiet, you're gonna have to pay me a lot more. And she hangs up and leaves with a wad of cash. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But she passes out on the way home from exhaustion. She ends up in the hospital next to a guy. Let's call him David. And they have a very cute interaction, briefly. And we already know David's going to come back, okay? Diana was so pissed that she wasted time. She tries to rip the IV out. But David jumps up from the bed next to her despite his injuries. No, no, please wait. Stop. I can do that. I know it doesn't look like it, but I'm an intern here. Just wait. Just wait. I can take it out for you. And he takes out the IV and patches her up and he notices her scars on her arms, and she quickly covers it out, pulls down her shirt, and runs out. David asks the doctor to read her chart, and he learns her name and finds out that she's anemic, so she needs to be on meds, but she's not. And Then we fast forward to the wedding. The beautiful wedding of Eve, where all of her high school friends look on, jealous, annoyed. Jay is annoyed and jealous that she isn't marrying him. Ryan is jealous that her life is perfect. Sarah just wants her next fix. And Mina is jealous because she's always wanted Eve's life. Such great friends, aren't they? And in the back, we have Diana watching from the distance in a black trench coat, talking to herself. In her head, of course. She's definitely lost it. I love this woman. Congratulations, Eve. Sorry I didn't bring a gift, but it's fine. The wedding won't be the most important event in your life anyway. And she walks off while swiping a piece of the new new cake that hasn't been cut yet. She tastes it. So later, we see Eve at work, practicing her script. I know it's jumping around a lot, but we're gonna get somewhere, okay? I just need to set the scene. Later, we see Eve at work, practicing her script for the weather forecast. An assistant is in a hoodie, looks like she hasn't slept in days. She's got food dripping down, waiting on edge, and another one is fixing Eve's hair. Do you like it? I reread it because I like it, didn't I? God, why do you guys scare so easily? You know, the other forecasters talk behind my back. And they all look at each other. Don't act stupid. I'm not stupid. I know that they do. Because what? I don't write my own scripts? Why should I? When the ones I write sound like shit. Do you have a passport? Uh, n- no, ma'am. We'll get one. You can go take a vacation. Dismissed. And she runs out. So she's still the evil girl, but maybe a little more professional. I don't know, very evil. Jay is sitting in his mansion getting ready. Meanwhile, Ryan is his assistant. Mm -hmm. So Jay, his dad was this massive uh, whole country club owner, a very wealthy person. Jay has now taken over all of it. He's Mm -hmm. the heir. He's the business owner. And Ryan is his driver slash assistant slash punching bag. Literally punching bag. He'll smack him around, slap him across the face if he doesn't do anything correctly. It's kind of crazy. For one, uh, Ryan was caught smoking some weed and Jay smacked him across the face. But it's not because he cares so much about his high school friend doing drugs. But he says, you think I'm playing around? I have a lot of shit to inherit. But if you're driving me and I die an untimely death, would that be fair to me? No, it wouldn't. And he smacks him further. And it's clear the resentment in the group has grown tremendously as they've become adults. We see that Diana is at the park, watching old people play Go. Go is the black and white checkers board, almost of um, that Koreans play. I used to play Go with my grandpa. Yeah. To
0: connect. Oh, the wrap-around thingy? Yes, the yeah. wrap-around thingy. Yes, yes, you trap uh, their- so I guess hard. they
1: call it houses, but I never called it houses back then. You just trap the other color. It's yeah. very hard. Very it, it's hard. harder than checkers. It's harder than- um. I don't know about chess, but it's definitely harder than checkers, even though it kind of looks like a checkerboard. Mm-hmm. It's very strategic, requires quite a bit of brain power. And at the park, she runs into David from the hospital. And later on, she sees him again at one of her classes in college, and he's clearly interested in her, but she's too focused on building a life of revenge that she doesn't care. And finally, he musters up the courage to ask her out. How did you know what school I go to? I brought your prescription here. Um, I got your information from the nurse to make sure that you're taking your meds, because it's going to be very bad if you don't. And he sees her staring at the older men in the park playing Go. Do you like Go? Yeah. Do you play? I'm exceptional. How long would I have to study Go to be someone who's really good? Well, who are you trying to defeat? Do you want me to be your tutor? I can be your tutor. So it's clear David isn't to her, and he's kind of got golden retriever energy for now, okay? And she says, Evenings? Are evenings okay? And we see them start to spend time together playing Go at night at the park. Diana is not a born protege. This is not one of those stories. In fact, she kind of sucks in the beginning. David has to sum it up for her. So it's all about starting from the outside and building more houses, destroying your opponents. And from there, you have to tighten your boundary. It's an intense battle, and it's all done in silence. I like that. And she starts playing with David, who is clearly very attracted to her. And we get a little time montage of them playing nonstop in silence, just David sneaking glances at her, till she's really good. He even gives her herbs to help with her anxiety, because he's like, I know you're taking the national teacher qualification exam soon. Oh, thanks for helping me. You're going to be a great doctor one day. What? Are we not going to see each other again? I need to keep tutoring you. You haven't beat me yet. Diana smiles. You're not the person I'm trying to be. And she gets up to leave. Wait, please! Are you, um... You're tutoring to save up for a house? Tutoring isn't enough for that. You're right. Houses are mostly inherited. It's the only way, it seems. But even still, how can you just walk away after all of this? Just let me know, please. Let me know what direction you're going. I know you're trying to run away. Even as we stand here, you're still running away, but I don't know where you're running, if I'm being honest. I want to run somewhere too, but I'm terrible at directions. It's a romantic, genuine moment until Diana breaks it. Isn't your mother the hospital chief over at Seoul General Hospital? Haven't you arrived at your destination ever since you were born?
2: Oh, wow.
1: David looks uncomfortable. Every single morning, I watch the Weather Channel and they refer to a winter that's warmer than usual. They call it a weather disturbance. Thick fog is created, and a disturbance follows, a cold wave during the winter. Since they stay where it's warm, they don't realize how cold it is. Saying that the Weather Channel is talking to all these rich people like, wow, it's such a warmer winter than usual, but everyone who's out in the cold doesn't feel that way. Mm. These people at home just don't feel the cold. Damn. Yeah, life stays peaceful for them. Life stays wonderful. And Diana walks away leaving David alone to ponder the thoughts of socioeconomic inequality. But maybe he's different. Maybe he's not like other rich boys. I don't know, okay? I do like him eventually. We'll get there. David makes it a habit to wait at the park, in rain or sunshine, waiting to see if Diana will show up for another go match. Even the old adjushis, the harabudis, the grandpas at the park are like, she's not showing up. She's not here today either. And he's clearly disappointed. The only thing that gets him to leave the park is seeing an elderly patient of his- AASHI! YOU WERE TOLD YOU WEREN'T SUPPOSED TO GO OUTSIDE?! WHAT ARE YOU DOING?! AND YOU'RE STEPPING ON EVERY PUDDLE! I FEEL LIKE YOU'RE TRYING TO STEP- up. <sighs> COME HERE. AND HE WALKS HIM HOME. SO, WE CAN SEE THAT THIS GUY SEEMS LIKE THE ONLY NICE CHARACTER IN THIS SHOW SO FAR. BUT DIANA HAS OTHER THINGS TO WORRY ABOUT. THE TEACHER'S EXAM, WHICH SHE PASSES. SHE GOES ON TO BECOME A TEACHER. AND MORE IMPORTANTLY THAT YEAR, DIANA MENTIONS, EVE HAS BECOME A MOTHER. Everything was going according to the plan of Diana's moral decay and Eve's destruction. Diana still only wears long sleeves and pants. She has to cover up all her scars. She gets itchy when she's nervous. Meanwhile, Eve is living the dream with her wonderful wealthy husband, Richard, who seems to love her and he always gives her new things like this um, green, emerald green pair of heels with jewels on it. And they seem to have an overly active sex life, so there's that. He's also the type to be like, if money can fix it, it's the easiest problem in the world. Okay, like, kinda hot. <laughs> but like, I hate Eve, you know? Anyway, they're out in the garden, talking business, talking money, rich people things, when Eve pulls out a cigarette and starts smoking it. Are those new? Hm? New brand of cigarettes? Uh, yeah. Anyway, your flight attendant friend, as you were saying. So to give you context, Mina, her flight attendant friend, the, yes. the poor bully, she slept with one of Richard's employees, like business partners, and Richard tells Eve, Mina told Greg after their drunk night together what you were like in high school. Eve freezes. What did she say? She said that you, she had better grades than you. And Eve bursts out laughing. Oh my god, that was only one time. So you're mad because I had bad grades? I don't like that they dragged us through the mud. So he's very like power tripper, wants a good reputation, doesn't want anyone to even talk about him because it feels disrespectful.
0: Even that she had better grades? Yeah, he's With very dragging particular. The yeah. Whoa. And
1: Eve slaps him kindly. Jesus. It's not us. They always gossip about me, but I'll take care of it. Okay, honey. Her husband is turning out to be her mom 2.0, okay? Cares about public image way too much. Anyway, the nanny comes off to drop off Yuna, their daughter, from school. And Eve panics and stomps out her cigarette because she doesn't want her daughter to know that she's smoking. So now, Sarah and Eve meet up to talk about how to handle Mina. The resentment, the tension between the rich bullies and the not-rich bullies is wild. Jay is smacking Ryan Ryan. around and Mina is trying to keep up with appearances still Mm -hmm. So she's a flight attendant and the only reason she became a flight attendant is to marry a a rich guy from first class Which ironically is a lot of some people's reasons of becoming a flight attendant in Korea It's pretty like a common streamline you meet a husband on the yeah, it's interesting. I like it. Okay now her parents own a dry cleaner and she borrows expensive clothes from the clients who are dry-cleaning their clothes so that she can appear wealthier in front of even Sarah. Uh So she goes to meet with them. But nothing she does will ever be good enough. The girls start instantly laughing. Where'd you get the dress? It's a pretty dress. My boyfriend bought it for me at the Galleria. And they start laughing more. (laughs) Sarah gets up. That's my dress. (laughs) Oh my god. Only one of two custom dresses made in the country. I dropped it off with an assistant. Uh. And she laughs. Sarah gets up in her face. I just want you to know, had it not been Diana back in high school, it would have been you. Know your place. And now it's Eve's turn. Mina, you know Greg is terrible at keeping secrets. I heard you gossiped about me. You should have just stuck to drinking and Why bring that up from the past? We're not in high school anymore. You think we're going to be friends forever? From now on, Mina, watch your mouth and wear clothes that you can actually afford.
0: It's so pathetic when they're above the age of 17 yeah. and still acts like they're 17. Yeah.
1: Also, it's so pathetic when you have so much money and yes. you're doing this. Yes, so, I would be out, sunglasses in a villa in Bali Bali, in Bora Bora, just.
0: Yeah, like, come on, man.
1: And these people are like, ooh, drama. I gotta go yell at my high school bully friend. <laughs> Sometimes the wrong people get the money, okay? They don't even use it well. Mina is brought to tears and she nods. Eve walks off, and now it's just her and Sarah. I'm sorry, Sarah. I'll get this dry cleaned and I'll return it as soon as possible. I'm so, so, so sorry. And Sarah gets up in her face before she walks off. You crazy stupid. You stretched it out. You can keep it. And she leaves Mina standing alone in tears. But what's crazy, what's crazy is that while Mina is crying, she quickly takes out her phone and starts taking pictures on the rooftop in her new dress and posting on Instagram, a lovely gift from my friends, custom one-of-one dress. (laughs) That's kind of funny. And tags them. (laughs) It's like she wants everyone to know that she's friends with them, that she associates with these rich elites. It's really bizarre. It's really desperate. Now, let's get into the Ryan saga. What's Ryan been up to? It seems like the revenge is starting to amp up. Ryan shows up at work at one of Jay's high-end fashion stores that he owns. So Jay owns a bunch of golf courses, fashion stores, all these things. And while he's trying on a hat in the mirror, he spots a woman from the reflection of the mirror trying on green emerald heels with some jewels on it. Is that Diana? And she stands up. Ryan. Wow, it's been so long. have you been? What do you do? And he's checking her out. Literally, this guy just forgot that he sexually assaulted her. Like, he feels like that's just something you do as kids and he ran into an old high school buddy of his. I'm a teacher now. Oh, really? That's... You know, I've been thinking What's
0: about you. do you mean about
1: it? Really gross. Mm. Like, very eyes. <sighs> I've been thinking about you a lot, Ryan. And he smiles. You have? Are you buying those shoes? No, I was just trying them on. And she goes to take them off. But he bends down. No, 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 keep them on. They look good. And he puts the heels back on her feet while he's bent over. So these are the Uh. same heels that Richard gifted Eve. Anyway, Ryan asks Diana if she wants to get a drink with him. You can keep those on. The store is basically mine. You want water, coffee, booze? We can go in the back. Diana heads to the back with him. I'll take a coffee. Ryan starts pouring coffee. So... What do you mean you were thinking about me? Oh
0: my god, dude. Are you kidding me? Like, is that what's on your mind right now?
1: I was your first kiss, huh? That makes sense. I was on your mind. I was your first kiss in high school. Tell me, Ryan, is this store really yours? Uh, more or less. I dabble here and though, you know. I'm pretty busy. And through the door, we hear the store worker scream, Ryan! Jay called! He wants to know why you're not picking up! He wants you to go pick up more dog food and run to the cleaners! (laughs) Silence. The guy is such an asshole. He can't do shit without me. Remember, Dre? Literally depends on me to live. Oh, I guess nothing's changed, Ryan. You're still his errand boy. Ah. Hey, come on. Cut it out. Life is so unfair. I was training to be a teacher. You're getting him dog food. He inherited a golf course, and now he owns this store because he was born lucky. That's why I really hoped that this was all yours. I really hoped that for you. Ryan's pissed. Are you trying to insult me? Watch your f***ing mouth, I can still hit you, you know? (sighs) How about you pick a better punching bag? If you do that, everything here could be yours. What are you talking about? I learned something pretty intense recently. I don't know if I could just handle it myself. What? Do you know why I'm telling you all of this, Ryan? I thought you, out of all people, would understand. I thought you, out of all people, would want to destroy them. And also, back when everything happened in high school, I was actually scared of you more than the others. Oddly, this gets Ryan to smile. You were? What is it, the intense stuff you found out? And then we get a flashback. With Diana on a date, and he seems, um, nice. The guy, he seems kinda, whatever, average. And during dinner, she randomly brings up, I wanted to ask, do you wear that watch all the time? It's a two-tone Rolex. Uh, no, my dad bought this when he was assigned his first school. He wanted to pass it on to his son. He just has a thing for creating traditions, I guess. Oh wow, that's so sweet. Yeah, but he's old now. It's hard for him to um, pay for his nursing staff and all those hospital bills. So I really need to pass the school administrator's test. It's really important. My wife even prays for it at church. Does it work? Praying? I don't know if God's on my side. Oh, Diana, I didn't know you were religious. I didn't know you were praying for something. Yeah, I am, just for you to pass though. I pray for you all the time. You're really nice and I want you to achieve everything you want in life. Oh, thanks. Sorry, when you're drinking, Diana, your eyes are um beautiful. You think so? My legs are even prettier. And Diana's phone rings, snapping the married man out of his lustful gaze and she picks up. It's the landlord of the apartment that she's looking to rent. The one that we saw at the start of the show. The one that overlooks a massive mansion And we find out that's the mansion that Richard and Eve live in.
0: And she's trying to rent the apartment that-
1: That's the one she puts up all the photos. She can afford that? Yeah. Mm. Uh, The apartment is not that great. So Diana also makes it a habit to gather intel by going through random people's trash. And like she'll go to uh, Eve's house, go through the trash Go through other people's house That she strategically needs to grab intel on Go through their trash And Koreans have a very strict shredding thing So they shred everything that goes out Mail, doesn't matter, they shred it all And she'll sit there with pliers and repiece everything together In case there's something sensitive Well, one day She's going through this guy's trash And we're gonna get into who this guy is But the dumpster is empty And before she can run off in her hoodie She hears a voice behind her You're looking for this, right? It's the housekeeper, holding up a bag of shredded documents. The two decide to talk privately. How long have you been doing this? I only started noticing you going through our trash last fall. Don't lie to me, you may have avoided the security cameras, but I have your photos stored in my phone. I've collected photos of you going through our trash. Diana smirks. If you want money, it's yours. I don't want money. I'm not gonna report you. I don't know what you're doing, lady. Or what you're trying to do with this. But I feel like you'll succeed. You've been doing it for half a year. And I want to be on your side. Why? I'll help you out with what you need. But you need to help me too. And what do you want from me? My husband. Kill him. I know that we hear it all the time. Money doesn't buy happiness. People just throw this saying around, and while I agree to a certain extent, I do think that not worrying about money (laughs) comes pretty close. Like, really, really close. It gives me a little skip-in-my-step type of feeling, and that is where Chime can help you smile more. They were just named the number one most loved banking app with payday up to two days early and fee-free overdrafts up to $200. They offer financial peace of mind in your wallet. All of this with no annual fees, no large security deposits, no credit checks to apply. See for yourself why Chime is so loved at chime.com slash baking. That's chime.com slash baking. Chime is a financial technology company not a bank. Banking services and debit card provided by the Court Bank or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on payer, spot me eligibility requirements, and overdraft limits apply. See chime.com slash spot me. Chime was the 2021 number one most downloaded banking app in the U.S. according to Apptopia. So enter in the saga of Helen the housekeeper, okay? We're gonna call her Helen. Diana looks into this woman's eyes, and this woman doesn't look evil. She doesn't look like she's trying to get an uh, an insurance policy. She looks broken. We see that Diana goes to investigate. She wants to know if the husband is even worth killing. And, oh, he's very worthy indeed. She watches through their basement window. You know those apartments that are sub ground and she sees the husband beating Helen to the point that she's bleeding profusely and their teenage daughter runs into the house wielding a knife. If you don't stop, I'll kill you, dad. Helen screams, no, 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 please. And she says, Mom, you can't do it. If you do it, you'll go to jail. I'll be fine. I'm a minor. Helen shields the daughter away with her own body, begging the husband for forgiveness. And he just laughs. You two have lost your goddamn minds. And he beats up the wife and he screams at her. You're such a whore. I think you deserve another beating. He demands his daughter to stab him. Do it. Stab me. Stab me. Think you can do it? And she freezes and he grabs the jump rope to beat her with it. Diana walks away, she's seen enough. And through that, the two form an alliance. And Diana reflects in the car on what she would have done if her life would have been any different if someone had just helped her, if someone had just intervened, if one person had tried to stop it all. And she could be that person for Helen and her daughter. So the two of them have secret meetings in the car Diana's taking charge Um, Helen has bruises and scarring everywhere And they agree that the plan will take some time And Diana's business comes first Helen is gonna do some undercover work To find out information on Eve, Eve's family All these people involved All their dirty secrets She's gonna stalk them And take pictures of them with a digital camera Helen even learns to drive She's gonna be paid by Diana for gathering information And on the other hand Diana is going to tutor Helen's daughter To make sure she has a future which is illegal because uh, teachers in South Korea cannot be tutors too.
0: That's so crazy to think that's illegal.
1: So they have to tutor in a train and this unlikely friendship between Helen and Diana forms. Um, I hope, right? But you can never be so sure about shows like this. Diana even purchases Helen a car and helps her get her license, Helen is very happy regardless of her situation she's jumping up and down, hugging Diana, and Diana is not reciprocating Have you ever used a digital camera before? and the two sit huddled in the car, and Helen's learning how to take pictures and her first order of business is to get proof of Eve cheating on Richard so she follows Eve to the hotel where she meets up with Jay, her high school bully boyfriend Diana can't help but wonder, which of the two is stronger? The solidarity between victims, or the solidarity between perpetrators. What do you think? Of
0: course the victims! Me too, yeah. Are you
1: kidding me? Yeah. So, Helen is useful. She provides photos of Eve's every move, even Eve bringing her daughter to the eye doctor, which of course our diligent Diana goes to scope out the eye doctor place. Maybe she's sleeping with the eye doctor too! But, something very peculiar is at the eye doctor shop. Oddly enough, this specific eye clinic specializes in colorblindness. That's what all the ads outside the window are all about. Fix your colorblindness, colorblindness contacts, colorblindness glasses. Very curious indeed. Why? Diana has a flashback, a moment from the past, where Jay is beating up a random boy in school and he's screaming, WHAT DID YOU SAY ABOUT MY EYES? YOU'RE SO VOCAL ABOUT IT THEN, WHAT ABOUT NOW? He continues to beat the kid to the point where he's knocked out and he screams, What color is my fist, huh? Tell me what color is my fist if you're so smart. The other kids watch in fear and another guy tries to tell Jay to stop. The kid's already knocked out, please. But Jay starts punching him in the face too. You fucking I'm colorblind, but I'm not blind. I know that I knocked him out. I fucking know that, don't I? Colorblindness is genetic. Diana smiles. Eve is not a loyal wife. And her child might not be Richard's.
0: You get So it? the color, the kid has colorblindness.
1: Color blindness. Ah. Eve uh, does seem to love her child though, I will give her that. She's not a great mom, but she loves her kid. Yuna is like the cutest little eight-year-old, and she's even trying on the beloved heels that Richard had gifted Eve, the emerald green heels. And she slips them on her tiny feet, and Yuna is confused. She can't tell if the, these are pretty red heels or pretty green heels. And it's just Eve and Yuna. Eve panics and gets down to Yuna's eye level and says, sweetie, the color of the shoes doesn't matter. What matters is that they're expensive and rare, and you can own them one day. The true value of something is the cost of it, not its color, honey. You understand?
0: The true value is the cost that's so not it's so not what value is. Yeah, it's the opposite. <laughs> it's like, hmm, the value of something is its price tag.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Eve should not enter the stock market, okay? She should, uh... What? And Eunice says, yes, and I shouldn't tell Daddy, right? No, you shouldn't. Now, let's get on with the suspected daddy of Yuna. Because it's hinting that it's not Richard, Eve's husband. It's hinting that Jay, the owner of the massive exclusive country club, the high school bully, is the dad.
0: Why the hell did she not just marry him? Like, they're he's both not rich? rich enough. Oh, he's not?
1: No, she, probably on the same level as her.
0: But she wants even more.
1: Yeah, and her husband <sighs> is creme de la creme.
0: Ah... Yeah, her oh, husband wow.
1: is like, you know. It's like why marry a fellow millionaire when you can marry a billionaire. That's
0: so bizarre. <laughs> you know
1: what I mean? So anyway, he's walking through his money maker, the country club. When a club member, an Ajuma, waves him down, Oh, sweetie, come, come, hola, hola, she says that. She fucking <laughs> says that. And she turns to her friend. We had a summer in Spain where we learned Spanish. Ola, come here, Jay and he's he bows to the two ajumas i want you to meet my friend i brought her as a guest today because she's interested in joining i hope you'll consider her and the friend next to her smirks i don't know what's there to consider when i can easily afford it jay looks peeved but he hides it he seems like the type that wants everyone licking his butthole to get admission into his country club And the mutual friend tries to patch up the awkwardness. Oh, she'll be great. She'll be a great addition to the club. She's got a lot of good friends. She's a great person. Her son is the owner of JY Construction. Richard, Eve's husband. This is his mom.
0: Oh, so they're Richard. Yeah.
2: Jay
1: smiles after he hears that. Sorry, ma'am. Yes, send her application to me. I'll consider personally. I, I gotta go. I have some things to tend to and he turns to his assistant as he walks off. I'm not accepting any new f-ing members. Tell everyone no f-ing new members. He seems pissed. I guess she touched quite the nerve. What? So I would imagine it's now time to meet Richard, Eve's husband, right? Because it's implied he's going to be a big key role in this revenge plot. And the first scene we really get to see him in is without Eve is he's driving to a dingy old building that doesn't look like any place that Richard would ever go to He walks inside and a ton of old men are in a not-so-fancy room playing Go It's just a place where they all sit and play Go Instead of a park, it's like this rented room where all these like Harabuchis old, old, like not wealthy men, it's not like a country club networking He just really likes Go, the game of Go Why do you think she learned Go? Richard is talking to an older man, um, and he's talking about how his park has been permitted. He's using his own money, his own charity, to build this massive Go Park in the city of Samyang, which is where he lives.
0: Who is? Richard is? Richard. He, oh. that's,
1: he's very passionate about Go. And in that moment, the guy that he's playing with looks over to the other side of the room, where a crowd of 할아버지, Korean grandpas, have gathered. Oh, he's pissed. Look at him, the owner of that restaurant over there. He's lost two rounds already. It's funny, you don't often see young people being interested in something like Go. And we see the opponent that he's lost to, a very beautiful Diana, very young, beautiful Diana. Richard curiously looks over and he walks over and he's huddled there with all the other huddle watching and he's studying the Go placement and she's good. She knows things he doesn't even know. And she's got her hair up. Her focus is unwavering. And Richard finds himself walking over just to stare at her. It's a
0: gambit moment. Yeah,
1: he even smirks when he sees what kind of play she's set up for him. The loser. She's really good. Uh And when she's done, she takes the money that she won from her defeated opponent, $20. And she does a curt bow before walking out, straight past Richard, straight past everyone, doesn't even look at him, doesn't even glance at him, doesn't even say hi, just walks right past him, <laughs> hair blowing, and this guy is like, Richard is I am intrigued, okay? <laughs> she's playing the long game. I wish I could be this mysterious, but I'm the type to be like, hi, I'm Stephanie. <laughs> I wish, I wish, but she's playing the long game. She just brushes past him because wow. Richard goes home, Thinking about her. Thinking about her play. He even sets it up exactly at his go table at home, trying to figure out how she did that, studying it. Eve walks in on him in his office playing. Still going at it? The match was already over, but she dragged it out. Why? Who? At the go house? (sighs) Well, I'm gonna rest for a little bit and then I'm off to work. That thing gives me a headache. Why do you play go? It's compelling. Why do you smoke when it's not good for you? Got it. But then why would you marry a woman that smokes when you yourself don't like smoking? Besides the smoking, you're very compelling. I guess you're fun to look at. See, that's what I like about you. You answer every question I ask you. You went on three blind dates before you married me, so why did you pick me? You had the least amount of clothing on, but all the clothing you were wearing were Dior. And then... She tempts him to come back to the room quickly because she's going to wear even less now, okay? Anyway, let's go to the flight attendant. Let's see what our good friend Mina is doing in the working class. She gets off the bus in her flight attendant outfit, texting someone coyly that she's in Seoul for two days. Let's meet up. And immediately she texts them, sorry, wrong number. She's texting Jay, okay? She has a thing for Jay. She wants Jay. She wants everything that Eve had. That's like her whole thing. And she thinks that she's as cunning. Okay, here's the thing with Eve. When you watch her with Richard, you can... You know what book comes to mind? Men love... Why men love... That's the book that comes to mind when I see Eve interacting with Richard. It's very much giving that energy. It's very much giving she knows how to tickle a pickle correctly. She's just coy, just innocent enough, just crazy enough for a guy to be intoxicated. Mina, on the other hand, she doesn't have it. She doesn't have it. She's, it's so blatantly obvious what she's doing, right? It's, it's like, oh, I want to meet up with you. Just kidding. Wrong number. <laughs> <laughs> and she gets so excited when a Bentley pulls up next to her. And she doesn't even notice that Helen is following her because she's that excited about this Bentley. The Bentley's windows are tinted and she smiles as she tries to open the door because Jay drives a Bentley. And the window rolls down. It's not Jay in the Bentley. It's Ryan. You really smiling, thinking I'm Jay? <sighs> That's f- funny. Are you even allowed to use Jay's car whenever? I bet you use it to pick up women. God, without the perks, this job would be dead. F- I gotta get something out of it. And she gets in the car and they start driving, and he tells her to grab the iPad in the back. It's all in there. She reaches over, grabs the iPad, and the cover is a shirtless picture of Ryan and a passcode. What's the passcode? 69, 69, 69. Ugh, you're so disgusting. What's wrong with this
0: dude? Like, yeah. are you five?
1: Yeah, you're so gross. Well, the guy that you're dating, he seems like the real deal this time. He owns property in Jeju, he has a couple horses, a lot of real estate. Ooh, really? I thought he was bullsh**. <laughs> Thanks, good, good. How much would you charge to look into the guy's ex-wife? So, Mina really out here chasing the money. I can't even be mad! Well, I can, because she's a freaking bully! But she's having Ryan investigate her potential boyfriends to see how much money they actually have before she plays the perfect wife role. She will cater to their every desire, and hopefully she can marry one without a prenup! I need it soon. He wants me to go to Jeju with him, and I have to decide if I'm, um, sleeping with him or not. Ah, yeah, that makes sense. Ryan gets quiet, and Mina says, You know, Ryan, you really shouldn't be the one to judge. You know where class distinctions are so clear? Visually? On a plane. There's first class, business class, and economy. And the only thing dividing the classes are curtains. Thin little curtains. But nobody is allowed to cross it. Ryan's driving. What the hell are you trying to say? I'm saying, people like you will never get to cross it. You're not even getting paid enough to buy a proper meal for a girl. Stop the car. Let me out. I don't know what Mina's thing is. So Mina's whole thing is that she has a boyfriend that she can marry to get out of this socioeconomic status, but she doesn't think that Ryan has it. And she throws the iPad in the car before leaving. And there's just so much resentment and so much weird interpersonal relationships between this bully group. Diana ends up running into David though, on the train where she tutors Helen's daughter, David the doctor, the one that Mm -hmm. taught her go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's been years since they saw each other. And she has text messages where he would text her, like every summer, like, spring flowers are blooming, hope you're having a good time. Or Why like is every he winter, so like, it's her. getting extra cold, you know, keep warm.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah,
1: yeah. So he's
0: that good boy character.
1: It's that good boy. Um, they bump into each other, and his first words are, oh my God, are you real? Because he doesn't believe that he would be bumping into her oh on a train.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And so they sit down briefly and he asks her, Did you pass the exam? Yes. I knew you would. Have you been well? Yeah. I heard you were going into the military as a medic. Yeah, but that was a long time ago. I've already been discharged. H- how did you know? From those old guys at the park. They said the lazy kid went to go serve and he would come back a man.
0: Lazy kid.
1: <laughs> so you kept going back to the park then? Did you want me to write to you or something? Can medics even get letters in the army? Yeah, we can get a lot of love letters. So did you get a lot then? Uh, no. No, not really big on letters. But there's something about the way that he says it. The not big on letters. I imagine we're gonna get more on it.
0: He said I got a lot of nudes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And before Diana can walk off to join Helen's kid to tutor her, David tries to open up to her yet again. Back then when we would play glow at the park, I was going through the coldest season in my life. But when we were playing Go, that was the only thing in my life that kept me warm. So if you think that I might have a kind heart and I helped you through anything, you're the one I need to thank. And he hands her his business card. He's a doctor at this whole general hospital now. That's where I work now, in case you're ready one day. Yeah. <laughs> for what? Now, remember how I said, oh, to date uh, or for be friends? Annual exam. Annual exam. Because <laughs> <Annual exam. laughs> you look pale. It's not looking good. Remember how I said we're gonna come back to those letters? Well, we find out through the hospital staff that are gossiping behind David's back that not only is he the director of the hospital's son, so his mom is the director of the hospital, but his dad was the director before her, Mm -hmm. and his dad was murdered by a serial killer patient. So a patient came in, needed help, and the doctor was trying to save the serial killer's life, not knowing he was a serial killer, thought he was just a regular patient. He was cornered in the exam room and he was murdered with a scalpel. Yeah, and the serial killer, it it just seems like David and his mother's dynamic is really good after the loss of their father, but they both have a lot of trauma to deal with. Mm -hmm. David's mom even gives him his father's scalpel on the anniversary of his death. And it's like this big moment so there's gonna be a lot coming with that. Yeah, but for now on, it's crazy because the whole time he's portrayed as this golden retriever boy, mm-hmm. but yeah. Diana goes to Helen's car at night, like she always does, to grab the SD cards from the glove compartment. They've limited the amount of time that's times that they're actually seeing each other and they only communicate via notes left in the glove compartment of the car. But that night, Helen had to come into the car. She's like, I gotta show you a video I have. This man that they're stalking is f-ing his driver. Yeah. He, he's bi, gay, experimenting, wait, either wait, way. Wait, one
0: second. Who's, who's what? Who with who?
1: So they're stalking this guy, and we're going to get into this guy. But okay. just know that it's a random guy. They're screwing He's f***ing his driver, his own driver. But he's married to a woman, and he's his male driver, which nothing is wrong with being bi or gay, but either way it doesn't matter because the guy is married, so...
0: This is, this is a new guy?
1: Yeah, he's cheating oh. on his wife, right? Okay. The two share an unexpected giggle before Diana cuts it abrupt. And Helen stops laughing and she says, What? You think I can't laugh because my husband beats me? I'm still a happy person, you know, Diana. You should have told me that earlier, Helen. That you're happy. I'm afraid I can't laugh with you. I might lose focus of what I'm trying to do. Oh, sorry. I didn't know that. I'll be careful. Maybe that's why I get beaten up. And Diana grabs Helen's hands. Don't say that. I guess I just really love um, working with you. I'm a happy person that gets to breathe now, so I can't stop now. But don't worry, I will make sure not to bother you. Diana smiles, but she ponders. How come she and I have to work so hard every day? I'm so tired of working hard every day. So tired. And she goes to pick up a fresh bouquet of flowers before knocking on someone's door. So Diana is holding these flowers. Someone special, perhaps? No. have you been, Mr. Kim? There's an old ajashi that opened the door, an old Korean man. Oh, um. I'm Diana Moon, remember? Who? I'm sorry. And he looks confused. From Sangwon High School, the Diana that dropped out back in 2004. Don't you remember me, Mr. Kim? Who, who who did you say you were? This is the vice principal.
0: The one who slapped her?
1: And at that moment, his son, the one that was hitting on her, the married one that was on the date with the two-tone Rolex? Yes. He walks out, and she turns around. Oh, hi, Sam. So weird seeing you here. What brings you to this neighborhood? Sam gets out of his car. What? Diana, what are you doing here? This, this is my dad's house. What? Is that so? Well wow, this must be fate then. I used to be a student of your father's long ago. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Small world. Right, Mr. Kim? Don't you remember me? Oh, I almost forgot, Mr. Kim. I'm a teacher now, too. Just like you. Mr. Kim looks like he wants to take off his uh, Rolex again and smack her around, but his son is right there. And he's a bit old now, potentially easily overpowered. So I guess he's just gonna have to sit in his room and think about his vile f- actions. That night, we finally get—and that's the end of this scene, okay? We're gonna come back to it. That night, we finally get answers to what Diana's plans were. Well, at least I hoped we would get answers. Diana is talking to Ryan about how she had intense information, remember? And they agreed to meet on this dingy rooftop, the one where she tried to take her own life and laid in the snow. And he complains that a bar would have been better than this. Did you know that even in high school this building was abandoned, Ryan? Enough with the small talk. You're trying to get revenge here, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Wow, you don't even seem scared of me anymore. Why aren't you after me then? (laughs) I can't get revenge on you when you have nothing. All the others have something to lose. You have nothing to lose. Wow. You're going to say that to my face? This is the perfect height to fall and die. You better watch your f***ing mouth. I know. I stood on that ledge once, myself. Because of you guys. Ryan grabs Diana by the collar and she's not scared. She smiles while he pushes her towards the ledge. You're really asking for it, aren't you? Remember Susie? There were so many rumors about Susie going around. About how she killed herself after she left school. You should remember that at least. You used to announce to your little friends, Susie's here. And then when she died, you said, Diana's here. Ryan backs off looking terrified. Susie fell from this exact place, but she didn't jump. She was pushed. <laughs> what the hell? I, it wasn't me, okay? It wasn't me. I know. So go get some money from the one who actually killed her. I have the information you want. Basically asking him to blackmail one of his friends, but he has no idea which one pushed her. W- then tell me who was it I told you my business comes first Ryan and she holds out her hand He puts a ziplock in her hand with ten strands of hair. I got them But there was so much dog hair ten hairs with the roots attached, right? So hey you had Jay's kid or something from high school. You would have his kid before I would Ryan
0: Okay, let me go grab it. Okay,
1: welcome to quality control before we get back into the video Okay, I got these little kids crackers out. They sound Amazing, like work, right? And I know the ingredients that went in there, so maybe this is
0: oh. mm. Mm. a tiny bit undercooked,
1: yeah. But mm-hmm.
0: it tastes like baby food, mm-hmm. it it's so bland,
1: but yummy. Okay, mm-hmm. anyways, Diana claims that she will call him to confirm that this is the hair that she needed, and she walks off. But as she walks off, she t- says to herself, Don't worry, Ryan. I didn't forget you. You only have one thing to lose, though. Your life. Now, a quick break, a quick intermission from Revenge to see what Sara is up to because she's living the life out of all of them. Drugs, random naked people in her apartment, drinking, throwing paint on a canvas, calling it art, hosting big exhibitions that rich, super religious people will come and support her in. At one of these exhibitions, she's oddly charismatic for someone so evil. They all are, but at the exhibition, she makes fun of Mina for not understanding that artists are people of a different tax bracket than her. You only pay income tax, so you wouldn't be able to understand. At the exhibition, Sarah's parents are mingling with all the rich religious people that are buying up her stuff, and every time they buy, Sarah bows and says, "Amen." <laughs> and meanwhile, it's not just her, she's doing it for the money to not get cut off from her parents. Does that make sense? So it seems, it's weird. She tells her friends she doesn't believe in all this religious shit that her parents are up to and that she's just doing it for money. But there's something weird going on. There's like an undercurrent of tension. Anyway, at the exhibition, Eve invites her old high school friends to get an award from their old high school. She's being like one of their alumni, notable alumni awards. And the four of them sit in their old high school abuse gym basketball court. Ryan is the only one that's missing. He's not picking up his phone. It's just Eve, Jay, Sarah, Mina sitting there. And while they wait for the award ceremony to start, they hear heels clicking into the distance.
0: Is it just them four or there's more people?
1: Just them four right now. Eve turns around and there she is, Diana in white. It seems some remember her. Jay kind of sits up in his chair. The other two girls are confused and Eve looks confused. It's been a long time, you guys. How is everyone? Sarah gasps. I think I've seen her somewhere before. (laughs) Eve stares, shocked, surprised, scared, staring Diana up and down and Jay breaks the silence. Wow, it's been ages since all six of us have been here together, haven't we? You mean the five of us? Ryan's not here. Sarah gets excited. Tina! Tina. Tina! (laughs) And Mina smacks her arm. It's either Diana or Susie.
0: It's either Diana or Susie.
1: I think it's Diana. But I heard she dropped out and started working in a factory. What are you doing here, anyway? Mina says. It's not like you're an alumni. You dropped out. Sarah says, Oh, oops. Sorry, I feel bad. I couldn't recall our fun times with you. Anyway, good seeing you, Susie. I said it's Diana. Diana smiles. Eve still hasn't said anything. I actually come to this gym once in a while. But it seems I've got all my friends back together again. Have you been, Eve? I love watching your weather reports. Whenever I watch it, I think, she just looks so good. Eve finally snaps out of it, and she smirks. Oh, these actresses, their one side smirks, incredible. Okay, you got me practicing it in the mirror. Doesn't really fit my vibe, but... What is it? Okay, why do I look <laughs> like a pervert? <laughs> but they are really good, okay? And you? Have you been doing, Diana? Oh, I just got a new job. So I'm pretty busy with that, you know? Got some new clothes, and ooh, I ate sashimi, too. This is really weird, okay? Why did she mention that she ate sashimi? This is when we get a flashback of her eating sashimi with the man that she found out was sleeping with his driver, right? Uh Uh-huh, she shows him the picture. He's the director of a private school the chairman of a private school, and he has the power to make sure that she gets placed into that school, potentially even in a very specific class and grade, Mm. aka Eve's daughter's school.
2: Mm. That's how she
1: managed to become the teacher for Eve's daughter. And she tells Eve in her head, From now on, each day will be disturbing and terrifying, and you won't be able to stop me or make me disappear. I plan on becoming a very old rumor of yours, Eve. And while Eve gets her award at her old high school, everyone's clapping for her, but Eve's not even smiling. She's staring at Diana, who's standing in the back, clapping loud. And at the end, when everyone's clapping stops and Eve is about to give her speech, Diana starts clapping even louder. Wow, everyone, let's give it all up to the incredible Eve! And the bullies curiously turn around and stare at Diana. And Eve looks on at her in anger, hatred, and maybe for the first time, fear. Afterwards, Eve walks right up to Diana and slaps her across the face in the empty gymnasium. You crazy bitch! And she tries to slap her again, but Jay stops her. Stop! Why are you acting like a high schooler again? She's
0: still sla- She's still slapping people? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And Jay's <laughs> like, stop acting like a high schooler. Let me go! Diana smiles. Did all your dreams come true, Eve? Seems like you have a pretty decent job right now. You married a wealthy, connected, influential man when you were pretty and young. Are you living a happy life, Eve? Do you have everything you want right now, Eve? What are you trying to do? Did you see that article about my marriage or something? What the fuck do you want from me? Eve tries to attack her again, but Jay steps in. Hey, hey, hey! You're not gonna kill her now, with everyone outside. Get it together, be the bigger person. Jay turns to Diana. Sorry. She's still a kid. An angry little kid. Mina snorts. You guys really haven't changed at all. Neither has your friendship. I'm jealous. Jay looks at her. Well, you've changed a bit. In high school, you really like a black and white picture. You're much more colorful now. You think so? I've got to get going, though, guys. Looking forward to your next forecast, Steve. I hope you don't mind that I watch you every single day. Anyway, nice to see you all. By the way, Jay, how would you even know what's colorful or not? And she smirks before walking off, leaving them all shook in horror about what's to come. What the fork is she planning? All of them go home on edge. Jay is even setting up a cute little bubble bath for himself in distress in his Versace robe while Ryan walks in through the bathroom door. You didn't show up to work today. Why do I keep giving you all these paychecks when I seem to drive my car more than you do? Sorry, Jay. I passed out kind of drunk. You need anything else? Find out what Diana's been up to. Ryan tries to look confused. Diana Moon, the girl, yeah, the girl from high school that you kissed once. Find out more. How long is it going to take? By any chance, did you ever sleep with that girl? Did you, did she like have your kid or something? Because remember Jay's hairs?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Are you f***ing high? Are you f***ing insane? Have you finally f***ing lost your mind, Ryan? Get out of here. And with that, Ryan leaves, and a red-haired woman walks in naked. And I guess the bubble bath wasn't for just distressing. And he gets into the bubble bath with her. And Jay has clearly not changed. Hannah, the girl, is trying to have a good time, and Jay starts grabbing her by the hair aggressively and threatens to beat her up over small little jokes that she makes about him.
0: Wait, 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 wait. This red-haired girl is Hannah?
1: Yeah, they're just sleeping together. Just a random girl named Hannah.
0: But he's trying to beat her up?
1: Yeah, because she was like oh my god, your view is so nice. Maybe I should quit my job and move in with you. Uh And then he was like, you think I'm stupid? You're like a nobody, okay? And he tries to (laughs) beat her up for that. Wow. Yeah, so I think that just goes to show all of them are still so nasty. And they have a group chat to take it all out on. Sarah rants about how nobody, I mean, how is it possible that nobody knows what she's up to? She suggests that Ryan should look into it. Ryan responds, yeah, well, who's going to pay me and how much? The only one that seems to be loving it is Mina. She's shopping. By the way, are you okay, Eve? What if rude rumors start spreading online or at your work? What if someone throws an egg at you on your way out of work? Frowny face. And she writes, Diana is such a bitch. Eve reads it, but her phone rings at that moment. Hey, sweetie, how is school? Mommy's at work. Mom, I spilled my milk all over my shoes at school, so I'm barefoot. You're barefoot? Well, that's so dangerous. Did you tell your teacher? What happened? Yes, but our teacher's not Mr. Yang anymore. What do you mean? I didn't hear about you getting a new teacher. Yeah, we just got one. She's coming soon. Okay, well, I'll pay a visit to your school tomorrow and find out uh, what's going on. Yeah, I think you'll like her. She said she's your friend.
0: Oh my gosh. What? What?
1: What? Who? My new teacher. Her name is Diana, Miss Moon. Sweetie, your teacher is Diana Moon? Yeah, and they hang up and Eve gets in her car and she's flooring it to that school. Also, Diana doesn't have a super warm welcome and it's not just because of Eve. The other teachers are suspicious that she was introduced by the chairman of the school district himself, meaning she must be f***ing him, that's what they think, okay, she must be. Eve speeds all the way to Eunice School where she's face to face with Diana in her empty classroom and she's pissed. She rucks right up to Diana, smirking. You're Yuna's homeroom teacher? Seriously? Yuna is barefoot. She spilled milk on herself. Her tiny little feet were so small and soft. Are you threatening me? This isn't a coincidence, right? Not at all, no. Every part of my journey here has never been a coincidence. And I've walked into your trap, haven't I? Right into your little trap. Unbelievable, I thought you'd find some Guys, somewhere have a bunch of children with them and live a life. But I'm impressed. How long have you been planning this whole thing? I'm disappointed that you don't remember. I told you, Eve, you're my dream. I said that I'd see you again. You remember? Well, I bet you had fun every single day as you made your way here. Trying to get here was really tough. I'll admit it. But it's pretty fun now. And Eve loses it. She gets up in her face and screams, "I wish you had died in high school!" Well, where would the fun be in that, Eve? Even an evil bitch like you is living a great life, so why not? We'd never have gotten the chance to meet again, so this is fun. You should have fun. Anyway, welcome to my classroom, where I make the rules. Okay, right, of course you do, and since nothing about this is coincidental, I'm sure you've got some real fucked up rules, but if nobody like you doesn't stand a fucking chance, okay? Do your best, and good luck. Eve smirks and leaves the school, or leaves the classroom. And on her way out, before she can even get to the door, she seems really bothered, but she gets a text message from the group bully chat. Her friends are talking about how the vice principal of the high school is dead. And she turns around to Diana and looks at her in horror. <laughs> we get a flashback to her meeting with Mr. Kim at the door with the flowers, remember? Uh-huh. And her so- his son is standing there smiling at the woman that's not his wife that he probably wants to fuck. And his sweet, sweet old father, you grew up to become a teacher, Diana? You you went to school? Yes, Mr. Kim. And it was all thanks to you. So I came here to thank you. And she shoves the flowers in his face. He immediately backs off and his son intercepts- Oh, sorry. I'll take those. He has asthma and um, an allergy to lilies. Sorry. Ah! Oh, uh, then I guess these can be your congratulatory flowers. Congratulations, Sam. I heard you passed your school inspector exam. Sam smiles. Oh, <laughs> how did you find that out already? I mean, I came here as soon as I found out to celebrate with my dad. I, I still need to pass the interview, though, so it's not really over. Oh, come on. There's no need to worry, Sam. Your family is full of great educators. You know, on the day that I tried to withdraw from school, your father even took off her, his precious watch and Mr. Kim flips out and screams at her, you shut your goddamn mouth! Dad... What? You're nothing but a fucking leech, you piece of garbage, you b- And he grabs the flowers and starts smacking with her while coughing because he's having an asthma attack. And she's just standing there getting hit in the face with the lilies that she bought. And he's screaming, do you really think you'll, you'll be fine after ruining my f***ing life, huh? If I had known this would have happened, I would have killed you back then, you little piece of...
0: Wait, why is he so angry?
1: So apparently he got in trouble because she... Uh, like there was a whole f- f- fuss uh, made about it. I see. Mr. Kim... Were you concerned at all when you ruined my life? Mr. Kim starts going crazy, coughing with the flowers. His son pushes him inside the door and slams the door shut, leaving him alone on the front porch with Diana. Diana, what the hell is going on? I wanted to tell you before I posted it to the official forum. Post what? What are you trying to post? Of course I know that you didn't do anything wrong. Still, I didn't do anything wrong either. And you're a fully grown adult now. But back then, I was only 17. And the sun is pissed and he grips the flowers in his hand tightly the hand that he's wearing the two-tone gold Rolex that his amazing little daddy gave him anyway but all of this is just to tell you Eve was terrified because Mr. Kim is dead and uh, Eve has this like sick smile in her face when she finds out that Mr. Kim is dead and this like smile got me in a lot of trouble okay because Koreans have a tendency to smile when something or laugh when something is very unbelievable we call it like Like, but it almost comes off as like a, like, what? So it's almost like that laugh. It's not that she's smiling that the vice principal is dead. Did you do that? Did you kill Mr. Kim? Are you asking me about his death or his punishment? And we get another flashback. Diana did not kill the father. His own son did. He invited his dad over when his apartment was filled with lilies, congratulatory flowers. And he tells his dad, dad, you know, word, word travels fast in this industry. I just have to pass my interview, and that's it. And his dad starts gasping for air. I know, son. Just open the window. I can help you with your interview. He reaches for his inhaler, and he drops it, and the is sun it kicks Is like it like a
0: away. surprise? Like, the dad comes into the house, and it yeah. was, like, covered in the c- Covered in the Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Every surface. Dad, there's only one thing you can do for me. is to remain the dad that I and everyone respect. The one that the industry respects. Do that for me, Dad. And he keeps begging to open the window. And I know, again, it sounds very far-fetched, but Korea is one of those places where no matter how good you are on your own merit, if your parents were in the same industry and they did some fucked up f-ed, it's going to be very hard for you to advance. You will always be marred by that name. And we see Sam chasing after his dad in the ambulance in tears. Dad, no, please, dad! But he killed him, okay? He knew what he was doing. Like father, like son. He would kill to save his career and his reputation. Anyway, that's not Diana's problem. She tells Eve, Mr. Kim brought that upon himself. And if you want to look for another culprit, that'd be you, not me. Oh, you f***ing bitch. Right. There it is. I'm so glad that you haven't changed a bit. How about now? We can actually discuss what brought you here? Your daughter? Eunice? Innocent. Soft-hearted. Kind. I guess she will really be your punishment after all. Eve is triggered. She grabs Diana's collar. I'll f- kill you if you touch a single hair on Eunice's head. You're f- I'm so curious. What will you do? You've already broken my whole body. You've already crushed my soul. Is there anything less for you to do? and she smacks Eve's hands away. Transferring Yuna? Don't even think about it. I'll just move schools with her. From now on, you're gonna suffer just like I did. Eve speeds all the way to a random parking lot, and when she gets out to smoke a cigarette, she starts screaming as loud as she can. She's pissed. Meanwhile, the only thing on her husband's mind is Diana. Which, side note about Richard, I can't tell if I like him a lot or not. He does have that daddy look about him, but he's also not a nice person per se. But maybe he's just a straight shooter business type personality. I don't know. For example, he was gifted very expensive wine. Like, tens of thousands of dollars a bottle. And he gifted it to his driver. But the way he gifted it is very condescending. And he seemed annoyed that he had to hold his own umbrella in the rain. But he didn't care that his driver is getting soaked in the rain. But then at the same time, he's gifting him a $10,000 bottle of wine So Mm -hmm. like is he a good person or not? Like do we like him or not? I don't know He does seem to love his child though And we see a rare moment Where Diana meets someone she likes And she asks to meet up with that nurse That offered to help report the bullying She tracked down the nurse Mm -hmm. And the nurse sent over all the documents That she had from the school Including Susie's abuse And the nurse asks Were you a friend of Susie's? No When Susie was getting bullied I was a bystander And then I was the victim. So now, I'm gonna be the perpetrator. Then, will this be the start of a long battle for you? Yeah. The only thing I can tell you is that I hope you win. I was rooting for you back when you were 17 years old. And now that you're 35, I am still cheering you on. Dang. She actually comes back into play because she becomes David's nurse at his practice on recommendation of diana Mm. so she will come back okay diana has tears in her eyes and she promises i'll win i'll make sure i win this time and she goes over to meet ryan at the train tracks god there you are i was worried why would you be worried why wouldn't i show up because i heard you met up with the others you didn't tell them that you met me did you why would i tell them about that I bet everything I have on this, on you, all in, okay? So listen, you're dead to me if you drag, it, drag me into some half-baked scheme. Did you eat yet? This shouldn't take long. Yeah, well, we can make it long. Let's get some food. So they sit down at like a seolong tang restaurant, and he orders a bottle of soju and chugs it like water. Yikes. Show me what you have. He pulls something out of his pocket. Sarah's drug account book and the guy that Mina is trying to marry. So he has that information for her. And he asks about Jay's hair. The hair? Matched. For real? Jay has a kid up there? Where? That's my card to play. Here, take this. She places a note on the table. Why do you want me to go to a mortuary? Is this a better card to play? It's a better card to play if you want money. When you're there, you'll see who's waiting. <laughs> so this little thing is going to make me some money. Yes, indeed. In the mortuary, drawer D3 was Susie. Her parents had kept her embalmed for over a decade. The examiner tells Ryan the police concluded it was a suicide, but her parents did not agree, so they never gave her a proper burial. She's basically been preserved.
2: <laughs>
1: Can I, uh, see her? Sorry, you're not family, are you? No, we were uh, friends in high school. We hung out a lot. I'm sorry, you need to be accompanied by a family member, and that's been a big problem for us, too. If you could please reach out to Susie's family and try to convince them that it's okay to let her body go, it's not giving up, that'd be nice. Ryan nods and asks for the parents' contacts, and he walks off very happy. He's excited to make money. He thinks Diana's games are getting interesting. Now, when Yuna comes home from school the next day, Eve rushes to her. Yuna, did something happen at school today? Did some kids mess with you? Did any teachers? Did anyone put anything hot on your body? It's not okay if anyone does that, even if it's a teacher. What? No, mommy. Why would anyone do that? That's so mean. I'm gonna go play now. And she runs off. Eve feels like she's losing her mind. Richard goes off to the go room. And it's clear that he's not there to play games. He's there looking for the woman that he can't stop thinking about. And he looks and scans the whole room and he smirks to himself at how silly he's being because of course she's not there. And as he's about to walk out the door, she swings past him without even glancing at him, without even saying, (laughs) excuse me. I mean, what a woman, I tell you. A woman that can't even be bothered by a high-powered man like him. I'd be thinking about this woman forever, okay? She sits down and she starts tying her hair. Back. This is like Queen Gambit, right? Yeah, and that's when the two make eye contact. And Richard sits down across from her and they start playing in silence. Woo, detection! <laughs> it's intense. And Diana is not even looking at him. She's just staring at the board. And Diana talks to herself. You know, Eve, I learned the game of Go pretty easily. It's a game with a clear purpose, where you can win if you take the house that your opponent carefully built. It's a beautiful game.
0: It's one of the hardest games ever. Like she just casually wins it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Richard breaks the silence. You haven't been here for a while. I was working. And what do you do for work? Backstabbing naive men, making them cry, ruining lives. He chuckles. You make a lot of money from that? No, not really. I'm a pretty good person. (laughs) Where did you learn how to play Go? At a park somewhere, you know? All your answers are very unexpected. Diana looks at him, doesn't respond, and puts her final piece down. I charge $20 a win. Richard looks down at the board. Final move. There's no way I can win now. And he's just staring at the board. And she says, so are you going to wire me the money? What? Oh. And he pulls out $20 from his suit jacket, and she says, That was pretty fun. And she puts it in her pocket and gets up to leave. But Richard is too intrigued by her, by the fact that he was beat, but more by her. As she's walking off, he says, $50? One more game. She says, wouldn't it be gambling? Would it? Diana talks to Eve in her mind. Listen, yeah, she's getting crazier. I like it. By the way, Eve, do you want to know the real reason I like to play Go? You pursue your desires in silence. You You seduce and they fall. You strip each other bare, and if your opponent doesn't reciprocate, well, it's fine. It's just a game of go. She looks at Richard. Gambling sounds fun. And after their game, Richard seems to be stalking her because she's eating triangle kimbap at a convenience store, and he parks his car in front, illegal parking, sir, and he walks in. He, this is a man that looks like he hasn't even stepped in foot in a convenience store his whole life. Did you buy that with the money you won from me? No, I bought it with my own money. You want one? She slides him a triangle up. He doesn't even look at it. Is that the only gambling you do?
0: What is going on? Now it's a K-drama? Yeah. (laughs)
1: And she says, One time I bet my whole life on something. Did you win? I plan to. Do you live near here? I saw you playing at the Go house. I guess you live around here? I'm close. Do you work nearby? Why aren't you eating? You don't eat food from convenience stores? Can't say that I do. I'm watching my carbs. Silence. You don't like to share much, do you? And Diana sighs. Do you usually ask so many things? Normally, I don't, believe it or not. Why do you like to play Go? I like it because you engage in an intense battle in silence. And also, I like that you get to destroy someone's house in order to win. Why don't we play together sometime? Since I know what you like. And he slides over his business card, and of course, it's like CEO of JY Construction, and he's probably thinking, oh my god, she's going to suddenly be so nice to him. And he says, my name is Richard Ha. She glances at it, sticks it in her pocket, and without flinching at the fact that he's the owner of one of the biggest businesses in Korea. And she says, next time bring some more money when we play. And she takes the triangle kimbap from him. You're not going to eat this anyway, right? And walks off. Stop it right now if someone does that to me i'd be thinking about you for the rest of my life okay be like she stole my triangle kebab oh my god she stole my triangle keep up. <laughs> but do these interactions ever happen in real life i don't think so it only works in books and movies because imagine i have this interaction in real life i'd be like oh, i think that person's a serial killer that person was weird why do they talk like that <laughs> Anyway, he is not the only one that's wrapped around her little finger, though, because Helen is also wrapped around her finger. The two of them are forming a friendship, a genuine friendship. Meanwhile, Eve starts her little mission to get Diana fired from her position. But when she talks to the principal, she finds out that Diana knew the chairman personally and was a personal recommendation. So all she can do is bribe the principal to give her a copy of Diana's resume. And even bribes Diana herself. She goes to the classroom. How much? How much? Stop playing around. I can give it to you. So just ask for whatever you want. I promise I'll pay you damages, all right? Mental, physical, whatever you want. You just made yourself a lot of money, Diana. Eve smacks a piece of paper onto the table. I guess you want me to sign something, Eve? Yeah, until I die, you will never see my face again. I need that in writing, in your signature. Like how your mom signed away your high school withdrawal letter? For people like you, it's usually their parents who destroy their lives. You're angry at the wrong person, you know. Don't try to act tough, just tell me how much, Diana. No, wait. You're not doing this to get like an apology, right? If you're not in it for the money, you're not doing it for an apology, are you? I mean, we're almost 40. That only happens in fairy tales. (laughs) That was all history. Do you want me to apologize? Is that what you want? Really? Eve, of course I don't want you to apologize. Don't say sorry. I. Bet all my teens, 20s, and 30s for you to not apologize. You deserve to be punished. If God's on your side, it's what you owe. If not, you'll know God's fury. God? So we're in the scripture now, not a fairy tale? What God? Not my God. So you're holding my daughter hostage, and what, you think God is gonna help you? Hostage? Who, me? Have I done anything? Has Yuna ever been choked by me? Have I slapped her? Have I punched her ever? Have I ever burned her with an iron? What have I done to her? You know, I've actually tried to be very supportive of her. Diana pulls out one of Yuna's drawings. She lives in a world where she doesn't know that the rainbow has seven colors or can even tell when food is ripe. In my classroom, I make sure for Yuna that things like colors don't matter at all. This is confirming that she knows, because she already confirmed that she knows that Jay is colorblind and she's confirming again. And so Eve is shocked. She's like, how did you know? How did you find out? I won't do anything to her. I can do things to you though, for example. Parent-teacher conferences? As you know, the mother is not the only person that goes to parent-teacher conferences. So don't ever test me on how far I'm willing to go or how much I can make you suffer, Eve. I want you to slowly wither away so you understand how it feels. Slowly, the two of us are going to die together. You get that? I'm so excited for us, Eve. And Eve storms off and goes to her husband's office little... Tony Stark office. Can you arrange a meeting to meet with the chairman of the school to see if Yuna can Let's just get rid of Yuna's teacher. She's a fucking bitch. He's like, okay, that's explosive anger. I'm not gonna go around asking the chairman for favors if you don't give me a good reason on why you don't like Yuna's teacher. Eve denies a good reason. Then let's just send Yuna abroad. Richard points out that Yuna is six years old. Why would you suddenly want to send her abroad? When Richard proves to be of no use to Eve's bullying, she gets her mom to hire a PI to dig up anything that they can on Diana. Anyway, in the meantime, Helen, the little Ajuma, stole Mina's phone. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And Diana goes to stalk Sarah at the church. And she sits down with Sarah. I'm Curious, Sarah, do you actually believe in God? They're sitting in the pews. What you just said, Diana, blasphemy. Repent right now or you'll suffer God's wrath. Oh yeah, she closes her eyes and smiles. I just prayed to God and I made a pact with him. He's okay with it. You're crossing a line, you know, you So what, you don't give a about anything as an adult now? (gasps) Don't do that in here, Sarah. Don't use that language in the house of God. Just hang on. She closes her eyes again. Oh no, that's not good. She gets right up in Sarah's face. Your God is super pissed right now. He says you're going to hell. Hey, have you lost your You want drugs? Sarah seems sensitive, so this is what I'm saying. It seems like she's a quiet believer. You're the only one on drugs here, Sarah. Pretty often, too, no? That's you. Diana throws a bag at the ground. You have 15 days. Fill that with cash and wait for my message. I want it in dollars. Making a threat like that is against the law. Do you have a clue how many police officers go to our church? Diana screams at her. Or Diana smirks. You've never been bullied, have you? And she grabs her by the hair, yanks her down, and slams her up against the wall. Her hand is filled with Sarah's hair that she brushes to the side. I haven't even started with you yet, Sarah. And she walks off. And I don't know if it was her bullying Sarah, her ripping her hair out, but Diana was feeling romantic. She shows up at the go park and sits down waiting and reading through David's text messages yeah that he had left her on her phone and for years he would just randomly text her and she finally decided to text him back they haven't talked since the train and she texts him a picture and it's not even a romantic text or a romantic picture it's a picture of a pill box asking do you know what these meds are used for david is so cute he jumps up and down in the back of the hospital room and he wonders if he looked hot on the train and that's why she's texting him for the first time in years and his coworkers think he's stupid okay anyway they meet up at a coffee shop Sorry, reach, sorry for reaching out after this long. That's okay. Have you uh, still been playing Go? <laughs> just to make some money on the side? Well, are you close to the person that uses the drugs you sent me a picture of? No, not yet. So they're not yet too, huh? Well, I guess I'll just say it once. Um, it, it, it's a drug that's based on something called tadalafil. It's got long-lasting effects. Anything else? I guess it's, uh, it's like Viagra. The product is like Viagra. I know that already, but could the drug be used for any other purpose than that? Uh, Not that I've heard. Some people do try to use it to cure altitude sickness, but from a doctor's perspective, it's primarily used for erectile dysfunction. Does the guy also live near you? You should meet a guy that doesn't need that. As a doctor, I'm a bit concerned, but as a man, it makes me think. You've got it wrong, David. Since the last time I saw you, you've gotten ruder. I'm wrong? Did you not understand, David, that this was an excuse to see you? So he's saying, like, you are acting like you're not trying to get close to this guy, blah, 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 blah. And then she's saying, are you not getting it? Are you dumb? Because I'm just using this pill as an excuse to meet you again.
0: Where the f- do you even find this pill? <laughs> like, you can't ask any pill.
1: And he said, yeah, I know. Uh, you didn't need me when you could have just looked it up on the internet. But I, I didn't know why you would need an excuse to see me. I got a little too excited, okay? And I wonder if this guy has anything else wrong. I really hope that there's not a single inch of his body that's healthy. (laughs) Diana says, I wanted to apologize. Apologize? I don't know what happened, but I was rude to you and I'm sorry if I hurt you. Okay, well why does your apology sound like a farewell? Is this goodbye? Are you gonna tell me to stop texting? Because why, you never responded. You're not even interested, but I don't understand. Fine, I'm not interested. You're not my type, David.
0: Ouchie.
1: he says, I don't know what's going on, and I don't understand why you're acting this way. So right now, whatever you want to do, just go for it. But you know you can date me too. I know I can make you happy. And Diana laughs a big laugh, like a genuine laugh. And he's like, what's so funny? I guess I'm feeling happy. But David, I'm not looking for a prince right now. Rather than a prince, I need an executioner with me that can help me with my hunt. And David looks terrified. Before we talk about what she tells David, let's catch up with the others real quick, okay? Diana meets up with Ryan at a spicy rice cake shop, and he wants to know who killed Susie, who pushed her off the roof, because whoever it is, it's gonna be a different payout. If it's Mina, you're looking at what, a thousand bucks? If it's Jay, maybe more. Sarah, more. Eve, fat payout day! He wants to know! Tell me, I can grill them about it, day and night, make make their lives impossible. I can turn their lives into a huge mess, and then Diana, I will deliver them straight to you. So there's four, who was it? Sarah, while she was high on drugs. Eve, she's the scariest of all of them. Mina, if Susie spread rumor that she was f***ing the gym teacher. Jay, maybe she said something about his eyes. Which one? Which one killed Susie? Diana leans in and whispers to him, We don't know which name she says, but all we know is that Ryan's eyes go big. Meanwhile, at Sarah's house, there's a meeting, and Eve is confused. Wait, let me get this straight. She wants money? How much? Sarah's smoking a cigarette. I don't know, okay? She threw the bag at me and told me to fill it up. Fuck me, that bag is so fucking big. Jay shows up. Which, side note, Jay got an anonymous package in the mail earlier that was just Yuna's toothbrush. Literally a kid's toothbrush with her name on it that you would bring to school. So in Korea, you have to brush your teeth after lunch.
0: Jay got that?
1: Yes! With no return address, nothing, just that.
0: Does Jay know that's her- uh, that's his kid? He's
1: putting two and two together now. After that. He didn't know prior.
0: Oh wow. So he
1: walks in and it's just Sarah and Eve and Sarah keeps complaining. Did she come to talk to either of you? Eve is working her noodle. It's not money she's after. I tried to bribe her but she wasn't having any of it. God, why isn't Ryan answering any of his calls? Did you fire him? Jay sits down. I don't know, he's not answering me either. Neither will she, Jesus. Do you remember what happened in high school? Eve says. I don't even remember. Jay ignores her. They're all in their own little world. Sarah is stressed about the money. Eve's like, God, what am I gonna do with my life? And Jay goes, Um, uh, if you're here, who's watching you know? Eve ignores him back. What did we even do to her? That was so bad. I don't even remember. There were so many of them. Sarah's like, she didn't she seriously didn't ask you guys for money either? She watches way too many movies. Who the fuck does that? Fill it up with dollars? Where the fuck am I gonna get that many? <sighs> Jay's like, Yuna must be in a school now, right? Is Hamyang Elementary School? Eve isn't even registering his questions. What is she gonna do to us to make us suffer? I never even got Yuna a gift before. Which class is she in? <laughs>
0: bruh does he really have a father moment right now yeah
1: anyway we see ryan on his motorcycle zooming through town and he ends up at a travel agency look, booking a one-way ticket and the uh the agency person goes a one-way ticket to where and he smirks i've always wanted to do this moscow it what? Back. Yeah, and then he calls every single one of the bullies, including Richard, Eve's husband, and asks to see them in private. But before we get to see the ending scene of this episode, we have to talk about Ryan's tattoo on his neck. He used to wear a band-aid over it, remember? Yeah. In high school? Covering the middle. It was Latin for memento mori, but he put the band-aid right in the middle. And in Spanish class, all Diana could do was look at it, and she tell, she narrates as we see a scene of Ryan get beat. On the head with something hard and blood splatters everywhere, and he drops to a cold marble floor, dead. And green heels walk past. And it read, Me, Mori, I'm dead, with the band aid over. So now we have one down, four more to go. Ryan is dead, okay? He's dead. And as we see him laying, you know, wait, 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 the Ryan
0: green, is dead? Yeah,
1: he dies after buying that one way ticket. The blood is splattering. This is in real time. This isn't in time. This is. He called everyone, saying he wants to meet them, and then he was murdered by someone wearing green heels. But there's a problem with these green heels, because Eve has a pair of these green heels, Diana was trying on these green heels, and someone else has these green heels. We're gonna get into it. One thing that stood out to me ever since I was young was someone said, never text anything important because it's gonna get lost in the tone, which makes sense. And then we grow up in our careers, and our literal school, academic lives depend on emails, essays, everything is in writing. So don't risk it. I use Grammarly for everything. I started a few years ago, my fiancé recommended it, and it's been game-changing. I can get through work emails so much faster. I sound a lot more polished, more confident. I sound like I know what I'm talking about. For example, I normally would say things like, we may want to consider providing an update, but Grammarly suggests that I should say we should consider providing an update. Or once I wrote, oh, something isn't right about this, and Grammarly was like, "Mm, maybe let's try, this needs to be different. Which honestly made the whole conversation so much smoother, it was much more productive. Communication is the key to fostering good relationships. Even if you don't have a writing job or you're a student, Grammarly is something that I recommend to everyone. Grammarly works wherever you work. Grammarly's premium tone suggestions take your writing to the next level. Like, it's helped me sound so much more polished, professional. And the best part is, I spend less time stressing over every email. Plus, Grammarly has a ton of other amazing features, advanced spelling, grammar, punctuation, conciseness suggestions to ensure that your writing is professional, mistake-free, and clear. The right tone can move any project forward when you get it just right with Grammarly. Go to Grammarly.com slash tone to download and learn more about Grammarly Premium's advanced tone suggestions. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash tone. So Diana says, Once upon a time, I believed in all the gods. I kneeled in front of all of them, praying for salvation. I was like a patient with a terminal illness, latching on to the smallest bit of hope. I wonder where you are right now, Eve, and what you're praying for. And we see Eve go to her shaman with her mom. Side note, Eve is limping a little and has a scar on her foot next to her green hills. Anyway, she's with her mom who's just as evil, and her mom is scolding her the whole time. You just found out that the bitch is Yuna's teacher? You're so incompetent. You should just go home. I'll take care of it myself, Eve, whose son-in-law is the one that works at the Ministry of Education. Stop it, mom. What if you provoke her and she starts telling everyone everything? What if everyone I know finds out? I'm so scared. Why are you so scared of a nobody like her? It's not her that I'm scared of, mom. I'm scared for Yuna. If she finds out, everyone's gonna find out and she might not understand now, but what if she grows up and she knows? I'm terrified. Her mom gives her a weak smile and steps closer. Eve, look at me. Remember what I told you before? Never look back. You won't find solutions in the past. They're always in front of you. That's just what life is like, got it? And she aggressively grabs Eve's chin and it's supposed to be a motherly gesture but it feels very cold and threatening. And just, just when I thought I was gonna get a little taste of satisfaction, someone comes into things up. I don't know what he's gonna do yet, but he's giving sinister vibes. Mr. Chu is a teacher at the elementary school that Diana teaches at, and ever since she got there he's been suspicious and watching her through the classroom window, trying to stick his nose in her business. He's the one that's telling everyone that she's probably the chairman of the school. And he finally makes his move and sits in her classroom, empty classroom, to talk to her. He's sitting there when Diana's phone vibrates. Is your boyfriend good to you? I bet he is. I don't know why. I just assumed that you would be into older men instead of a young boyfriend. Unless you have both. (laughs) Kidding. Diana laughs. Do you have a girlfriend, Mr. Chu? Do I look like I have one? You really don't. (laughs) Why would you say that? Oh, has nobody told you? I won't say then. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Chu smiles. I can just tell. You're very talented at saying things that piss people off. I'm just like you. At creeping people out, I guess. Mr. Chu stands up, pissed. Miss Moon, you should be very thankful right now that you're a woman, because if you were a man, I would have smacked you. Oh, really? I'm surprised. You look like somebody who only fights women. I'm only kidding. You sounded so cute when you said it. I wanted to give it a try. Diana just made herself a new enemy, okay? Mr. Chu's lip quivers before he leaves the room, and on one hand, I'm like, please, why didn't you just play it nice? Think about the big picture. Who cares about him? Take the other bullies down. But on the other hand, I'm like, don't ever let yourself get bullied ever again, Diana. I'm very stressed. So I just know he's gonna be- he's gonna do something, okay? Later that night, Diana has a secret meeting with Helen and is told that she has lost eyes on Ryan, hasn't seen him near the others, at his house, nowhere to be seen, just off the face of the earth. Helen speculates that Ryan is working for the other side again and went into hiding, to hide away from Diana. Diana says she's gonna check with the travel agency where he was last spotted by Helen to get that one-way ticket to Russia. She tells Helen she'll pay them a visit. And she says cryptically, unless he's been murdered. It's not in our best interest to disclose that he's gone missing, That
0: Why is he trying to go to Moscow?
1: Because once he gets the money out of these people, he's got to leave.
0: Like, is he trying to get a lot of money?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Millions.
0: What? Helen's like,
1: murdered? You think he's already dead? It's possible. I'll contact you and she leaves leaving helen confused and terrified the others aren't faring too well either which also side note i saw a K drama analysis who said that diana is like peak intj but i don't so
0: very very logical
1: yeah but is revenge logical
0: no not logical
1: (laughs) so the others aren't faring too well either jay comes home to find his whole closet has been ransacked his jewelry watches all of his valuables have been taken and the guy is super pissed of course he suspects that Ryan did it and he bends down to his dog who's a seven, who's an 11 year old dog okay a senior dog and he says what did you do Louis? while well, Ryan was jacking all my stuff huh did you just watch it happen did you bite him I'll be really disappointed if you just watched very creepy guy on the other side of town eve is struggling at work she can't focus all she can do is scan news articles for school violence to see if she's been exposed if someone's writing an article about her and while she's doing that at her desk she hears the other weather anchors talking how does she expect anyone to take her seriously when she doesn't even write her own scripts even newbies write their own scripts yeah well we have another JY construction ad so maybe that explains it and i thought they were talking In a nearby room, and Eve just happened to, uh, hear. Yeah. But the camera pans out and they're sitting right next to her, in the desk right next to her. They wanted her to hear. What? So Eve calmly closes her laptop, stands up, walks over to the girl who's sitting down. Sumi. Oh! Did you hear? Sorry. Well, you said it pretty loud. They do say the truth is louder in your ears, Eve. (laughs) Is this the newsroom now, Sumi? You should listen to your friend over there. She just said that my husband gave us another ad. Don't you understand what that means? This little station only pays me $2,000 a month, but my husband is giving this place $200,000 a month in ads. Do you understand? I know that you're young, but how long is that gonna last you? Next year, the year after? Sumi stands up to be face to face with Eve, but Eve slams her shoulders back down so she falls back into her chair and she looks shocked. I'm saying that no matter how much collagen you use. You will never be able to be like me. You're just a young little bitch. So listen, Sumi, I can convince them to not renew your contract. So don't tempt me, okay? She walks off. Diana goes to her old co-worker from the factory, Gina, the one that turned into the amateur hacker, Hacker, and they find out that Ryan booked a one-way flight to Russia and a hotel there, but he never boarded, meaning he definitely didn't leave the country, meaning Diana should probably be getting ready for his funeral right right now. Diana doesn't mind too much. She says she does have a lot of black clothes. So now Richard, the husband, creates a giant GO park in the middle of the city. GO tables are placed around the park and the floor of the park is a lit up GO board, lit up like a chessboard. And it's a very beautiful contribution to the city. One that Richard seems to have made just on his own passion. Sarah, on the other hand, is not doing well. She's itching. She's got withdrawals from lack of drugs. Ryan's not picking up, he, he he's the drug connection The more the bullies are on edge, the more things are escalating Even for Diana, she notices that a, a car is tailing after her And later we find out that it's the gangsters that were hired by Eve's PI So that's a whole thing And Mina goes to Jay's house to comfort him for being robbed I don't know, right? And he's pissed, calling all their friends, but nobody's picking up And Mina sneakily suggests that Eve might be sleeping with someone else How does Jay know that he's the only one that she's he throws his phone across the room, almost hitting Mina, and he gets up to her face and says, shut your fucking mouth. I'm just saying, <laughs> neither of them are answering their phones, but whatever. Mina, if you want to be a bitch, do it right. You want to be a successful bitch, don't you? You're so sloppy. And with that, she tries to storm out in anger, but Jay stops her while she's putting on her green heels, the same ones that Eve has. Aren't what? those Eve's heels? I bought them on a flight to London. I didn't know she had the same pair. What does it matter? Do you know Yuna's birthday? Eve's daughter? What? I don't know her exact birthday, but I know that Eve set a time before her, um, like sometime after Chuseok she was supposed to be born. Her mom's shaman thought it would bring good luck. Why do you care so much? I wonder if she's my daughter. And with that, the scene ends and Richard, the husband, gets an anonymous envelope with just two things in there. A picture of him and Diana at the convenience store eating kimbap and a business card. Ryan's business card. Of course, when he tries to contact Ryan, he doesn't pick up. So he goes to Ryan's boss, Jay. Yeah, Richard knows Jay, of course. He does. These are his wife's old high school friends. They've been a big part of her life. Of course he knows them. And he walks up to him at the country club. It's been a while, Jay. Three years, maybe? Yeah. The opening of your father-in-law's new building, I believe, was the last time I saw you. It doesn't look like you're here to golf. I'm curious. What brought you here? I couldn't reach Ryan. Do you know where he might be right now? So you're looking for him, too? I can't reach him, either. And with that, Jay brings out a pack of cigarettes. The same brand (laughs) that Eve switched to in the beginning of the show. Why are you looking for him? Want one? A smoke? No, thank you. I don't care for smoking. Do you know any of? Do you know of any other way I can reach him? You didn't tell me why you're looking for him. It's private between him and me. If you have his address, names of family members, anything. Jay looks at him, squints his eyes. Did you get something from him, too? I bet you did. What'd you get? How's he trying to threaten you? Well, what did you get from him, Jay? This is going nowhere. So why don't we make a deal? Whoever finds him first tells the other, okay? Richard kind of looks and is confused. Don't you think you'll find him first? He's your friend after all. The two exchange business cards and Jay says, he's not my friend. He's my bitch. I should get going. And he walks off. And now-
0: Are they like having like a power struggle?
1: Yeah, and now Diana is getting her bumper fixed because there was a whole car accident with the gangsters that were following her. Anyway, the mechanics are sitting in the shop grilling KBBQ, and the sound of grilling sounds like the grilling of her skin when she was younger, and she starts having PTSD, full-blown PTSD. She falls to her knees, drops her phone, frantically looking for getting car oil all over her. It's such a tense moment, and one that is strategically injected into the plot so that she can reach out to David. Okay, at her weakest moment. But I'll have you know, David has been making moves of his own. He has moved from Seoul to Samyang, which is the town that's like an hour away that all of these characters live. So that's why they have these big fat houses, because it's not as expensive as Seoul. It's still crazy, but you get it. He's opening up his own plastic surgery clinic in Samyang. He's no longer trying to be a Nepo baby at the hospital. Dana comes to visit him in his new house, and she's confused. Did you move here? My friend works out here, and he's making a ton of money, so I came here to start my practice, too. At least that's what I was doing planning on telling you. Is it working? (laughs) (laughs) You asked me before about where I'm headed, right? The reason I'm doing all of this? It's a long story and there's nothing really pleasant about it. Do you want to hear? And she tells him everything and she admits her whole life is just to get revenge and David is not calling the police or the hospital to admit her, so that's a good sign! But he says, so you're not gonna stop. You're better than these people, Diana. I don't care about that. It Gets worse every day. Diana, once you get your revenge, you're going to be ruined too. And Diana laughs. I'm jealous of you, David. Your childhood must have been sweet. You've grown up and you still have dignity. You can just go live your whole life spouting these cliches. Have you seen my scars before? She gets up and pulls up a tiny bit of her sleeve, just the scar on her wrist. Can you heal them? He looks at it and rolls up the sleeve and his face twists into one of disbelief. Look at the face you're making right now. After seeing just one arm, you still want me to stop? Diana gets up and she takes off her pants as well as her coat and there are scars all over her body, stomach, back, everywhere. David stands to see her and all her scars and he shouts, they did this to you? I'm already ruined. I have no dignity left. I need to do this and I want to stay faithful to my rage and fury. David wipes his tears. I'll do it then. I'll be your executioner. I'll join the hunt. Just tell me. What do I do first? What do you want next? Who can I kill for you? And he asks consent to grab her blanket and put it on her. And um, they sit down while he sews a button onto her jacket that the button fell off. Are they hard to look at, my scars? They're injuries. But if you collapse like that again, call me so you won't be alone. I can understand the burden that anger can be. I've been there before. And then he asks, Who did you need to beat at Go? Richard, Eve's husband, the owner of JY Construction. Why are you interested in her husband? When I finally get my revenge, Eve cannot have anybody at her side, not even her daughter or her husband. She will have no one left. No one that she has, everyone that she has loved will leave. So did you win your match? Yeah, I had a good teacher. The passcode to the house is 3724. It may take us months or years, but Let's play go together again. And he points at the table, and he has a go board. I'll make a move, and then you can come by whenever you can and make your move, and that way I'll know that you were here. So when you don't answer my calls, at least I know that you're safe.
0: Wait, why, why, why can't she just come And or can't they just live here, what's wrong?
1: I guess he knows that she's not gonna be down for commitment, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I'll do what you, whatever you want. I'll do anything for you. I'll happily be your executioner. Now, this might be a raging red flag to some people because why? Diana doesn't even know this guy. But his dad was murdered by a serial killer's patient, and he has been seeing a therapist every day because all he wants to do is get revenge on that serial killer. The serial killer was sent to prison, but we see in present time that he has been writing to David letters from prison Every single week about how the smell of blood no. on his knife when he pierced into his father's neck was something he would never forget. David's mom actually intercepts one of the letters and she had no idea that this serial killer had been sending letters to David all along. And she goes to visit inmate 3724. His door code.
0: So he's also full of anger and wants revenge. and he's
1: been trying to suppress it, yeah. He Mm. constantly imagines imagines killing the serial killer. He has a collection of knives and scalpels, and he always just pictures stabbing him like the way that he stabbed his father. Wow. Yeah, it seems like he's going to be slowly a loose cannon probably, right? And on the rich side of town, Eve is getting ready for a fashion award ceremony. Her assistant eyes her bandaged foot but doesn't say anything. And while she's getting ready, her daughter, Yuna, runs to try uh, try on some necklaces to play dress up. And Yuna complains that the diamond necklace that her mom put on her is too heavy. And Eve gets down to Yuna and explains, Expensive jewelry, expensive watches, expensive cars, and handbags are all heavy. Expensive coats, dresses, and heels are all light. You got it? What kind of mom? (laughs) <laughs> Go teach her like 2 plus 2 okay and She's like I got it mom And in that moment Eve promises herself That she will not lose this war But she might be a little bit too optimistic Because Jay opens up his delivery And you know his, uh, his speculation is correct He has a document in there That shows that he is 99.9999% Yuna's father And on the other side of town Mina gets a package while she's at work And it's pictures found on her phone Of her and Jay sleeping with each other so she had taken these pictures, so she's forking Jay.
0: Damn, Jay's forking everyone.
1: Yeah, he's for the streets, okay. He's really for the streets. And Mina always wanted to be Eve. Everything had, that Eve had, she wanted it. But Jay is not trying to marry her. She's engaged to this other rich guy. And if he ever finds these pictures, he's never going to want to be with her. You know, cause misogyny. She has no idea who this package is from. Everyone's just getting packages. Meanwhile, Sarah is freaking losing her mind cause she needs drugs. Anyway. Back to Richard, who's trying to call up Ryan. He's even digging up um, wedding albums to see if he can find him, and Eve walks in on him, giggling. Oh honey, I didn't think you'd be the one to dig up these and take a trip down memory lane. These are your high school friends. Ryan's not in the picture. Oh, (laughs) he's not? But honey, how do you even know Ryan? Do you often see Jay or Ryan? Sometimes, whenever I have a fitting, I do it at Jay's shop, but I haven't talked to Ryan lately. Uh, Oh my god, you know, sometimes he says some really weird stuff. Did he say something weird or odd? Did he threaten you at all? What did he say? Hmm. You and your friends aren't acting normal right now. Every time Ryan comes up, you all ask if I've been threatened. (gasps) Get to work safely, Eve. And he walks off. And she looks panicked. Her house is starting to crumble. Eve sneaks into his car and finds out that his last GPS search was for the golf course that Jay owns. And she's like, Fk. Meanwhile... Diana's having a much better day than Eve. She meets up with Sarah at the church to grab the cash. Couldn't you at least be a bit more ethical and just take my money instead of meeting in a holy place? Diana smiles. I really like this place. It makes me think that your heavenly father will bless this conversation. <sighs> this, b- you just go off to college and now you think you're better than everybody else? I'll be going now. This arrogant b- has somewhere to be. And she's walking off with the bag of cash when, cash when Sarah says, Hey, you won't go to heaven, but I can still go because I've been saved. I ask for forgiveness. Diana laughs. God's on your side. I hope you'll be there when you die in heaven. Because when you're alive, you'll be in hell. Sarah grabs Diana's arm in panic but she, so she can't walk off. What do you mean by that? What else are you going to do to me? This is not it. You just wanted money, No. Let go of my arm right now or I'll call your father and minister to come bless the exchange between us And she snatches her arm and leaves Sarah in a panic We find out that Diana extorted Sarah from that money, not for her own personal gain But to send Helen's daughter to the US to study Um. Anyway, Richard is um, taking Yuna to the soccer game when he mentions the kid with the pink socks plays dirty Yuna panics and picks out the random kid and says, yeah, Tommy sucks But when Richard glances Tommy has black socks on.
0: Wait, 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 wait. So that? Richard
1: is finding out that his daughter is colorblind. And he's kind of puzzled. And the, the kid says, oh, and dad, we have Father's Day open class on Friday. I get it if you're busy. You don't have to come. It's just for the dads, though. Of course I'm going to be there, you know, even if <gasps> I'm busy. But Yuna, can I ask you something about your teacher? Your mom doesn't seem to like her very much. What about you? Do you like her? She's a friend. Of who? Yours? No, my teacher is a friend of mommy. They went to high school together.
0: Oh, man.
1: Richard is intrigued. He's never heard that. Not when Eve was trying to get the teacher fired. Why wouldn't she mention that? Mm-hmm. Jay goes wedding dress shopping with Mina. Yeah, she's getting married to this really nasty old gross guy. And he's not gross because of his, his age. He's gross. He demands she only wears heels around him, even if her legs are killing her from work because she's a flight attendant. So she's trying on very weighing wedding dresses. And Jay is asking about Eve's husband. And Mina's like, why do you even care? Curious to see what he's like. I realize I don't know him at all. He's nice, but a son of a bitch. You always see assholes like that in first class. They think flight attendants are just basically maids who speak a little bit of English. What do you mean by nice, son of a bitch? What exactly does that even mean? How am I any different from that? Obviously, you're a son of a bitch, you're a shit, you're a shit head. Richard, on the other hand, you have to look very close to know. And he's not trying to even be one, either. He's already just so used to being powerful and bossing everyone around. Hm. <laughs> I see. No wonder his eyes are a little beady like that. Mina gets a little too too excited. What do you mean, his eyes? You guys met up? Oh my God, does Eve know? Mina, yeah. Even if he knew what I was doing with Eve, you still wouldn't have a chance. Take the hint already. Dress looks good on you. At your age, you're never gonna find another boyfriend who's gonna buy you Bar- who's gonna buy you Vera Wang. Just make sure to ask your boyfriend where he had his last wedding. Maybe they'll give you a discount since he's a regular. And Jay walks off, and Mina is pissed. She goes home to stare at her engagement ring, and she asks herself, Well, Eve's ring is definitely smaller than mine. Definitely. (laughs) Mina rushes over to Ryan's place, and the place smells, and it's a very broken-down home. She's trying to find out about her future husband's ex-wife, and there are suitcases laid everywhere with fancy watches and clothes. She's like, this motherfucker really tried to run off with all of Jay's And at that moment, Mina lets out a scream because the closet door zips open and Sarah is there. Jesus Christ, what are you f***ing doing here? Shouldn't you be praying somewhere, Sarah? (sighs) I can pray anywhere. Besides, the perpetrator always comes back to the scene of the crime, so I was waiting. Jesus Christ, I'm here because I swear to God, if he shows up at my wedding showing some weird photos, I'm gonna f***ing And why would he do that, Mina? All that energy just to screw you over? Because he couldn't have me, of course. (laughs) You know what he told me? Sarah finds drugs and is ecstatic and starts ignoring her, and she stumbles on a piece of paper. Wait, look at this. Shut up. Look at this. He's going on a trip. Mina snatches it. Oh my god, he's going to Russia? Wait, then why the f*** didn't he go? And Sarah's looking at her. Well, how would you know that he didn't go, huh? Because you're holding his passport? Now back to Eve. She storms into Jay's house and she's pissed. He's not home. She texts him. Where are you? You're not home, right? You want to know where he is? He's standing at the crosswalk outside of Yuna's school, and he spots her across the street walking with her nanny, and he waves. And she stops, goes to the crosswalk, and the light turns green. But she doesn't start walking. In fact, she just keeps staring, focusing on the light. And he looks at the light because he has color contacts, so the color correction contacts. And he looks at her, and he looks at the light, and he rushes over and hugs her really hard. And she looks creeped out. Sorry, I just missed you. Uncle Jay just missed you. That's okay. Where's mommy? Oh, she's not here. I came to see you on my own. So what should we do? Uh, We should have a little date. What do you like to do, Yuna? Video games? Dolls? Trading stock. Mainly Samsung and Kakao.
0: Trading stocks? She's six. I love it. No, (laughs) but wait.
1: And he goes... What? I'm just joking. Mommy told me to say that whenever an adult asks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> you're only eight and you understand a joke like that. That's, uh, that's f- I mean, you're a very smart girl. Little genius. I wonder which parent you take after. And behind him, a car honks and speeds through the speed bump in front of Yuna. Jay's anger flashes. Can't they see it's a f***ing school zone? I'm gonna cut off their goddamn hands. Can't you see that there's kids here? Hmm.
0: What is that? so odd. So the guy all v-
1: Has anger issues.
0: Mo no, 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 no. The guy all of a sudden wants to play father?
1: Yeah, he's giving me, um, that's my property vibe. Oh. It's not that he just wants to play father. It's more like he wants to take that kid. Yeah, Jay tells her that he loves her and from now on he's made up his mind that he's going to protect her and Yuna is confused. And Eve ends up at Sarah's house where Sarah and Mina are waiting for her on Edge. So the three female bullies. And Eve's like, what's going on? Sarah's the first to talk. He's dead. Did you see our message? What are you saying? Slow down. Mina says he's missing. Ryan's missing. We went to his apartment and his landlord told us nobody can reach him. He was moving out, clearly. Even had a plane ticket to Russia. Left everything. It's weird. He's gotta be dead. (laughs) So then call the police. You report that stuff to the police, not me. Sarah's confused. Report? Eve? Report what? All we're saying is that it looks weird. Yeah, Sarah's right. Besides, I'm getting married soon. I can't be seen at a police station. Eve rolls her eyes. Then why me? I'm supposed to be at work right now. So then, did Ryan call either of you guys? Sarah? Eve? Did he call either of you? Before he left? Eve says, well, I call him often. He's Jay's driver after all. When's the last time you guys talked to him? Mina says, well, I guess sometime around the 19th or the 20th. Sarah is confused. Eve looks pensive. Mina says, I got a weird call from him that day. So I was wondering if you guys did too. So they all are disclosing a little bit of information, but nobody wants to tell each other what their call was about. And Eve says, like what? How was it weird? Sarah mentions, I-, I got a call too. You did? What did he say to you? Sarah can't make eye contact. And she said, nothing. Uh, just kept saying some stupid shit. So, and like, he was going to drop off a gift or something. Anyway. Mina's confused. So he gave you a gift, you got a gift, and I got a stupid I love you? Side note, Sarah and Mina are clearly both lying and Eve knows it. But Mina is playing into this. That stupid son of a told me that he loves me and asked me to visit soon. Does he think I'm crazy or what? I'm getting pissed just thinking about it. How dare he think that he has a chance with me, right? He thinks like we're on the same level? And at that moment, the very serious energy is burst with Sarah and Eve laughing until their stomachs hurt. And Eve asks, did you do something to Ryan? Did you drug him? Oh my god, that's so f- funny. He loves you. So stupid. I'm gonna go to work now, okay? This, this was good though, good laugh. Don't call me until I'm off work. And the minute that she turns around, her smiling fades and she looks really stressed. So again, it's confirming that she's Ryan's killer. Oh, what? And she wasn't expecting these two girls to go to his apartment and find out that he's missing, never made it to Russia. Uh. Something happened, clearly. Now, meanwhile, Jay invites his lawyer over, who looks sick of his shit. He sits down on the couch. I'm gonna keep it simple, Jay. You can't help the kid. What the f***? Why not? Because the child is yours biologically, but when a child is born during a marriage, the child is legally the married couple's. That means her real father is Richard. My f***ing God, that's not... A- Fair. Even with the DNA test, I'm like 99.99% to the fucking match. Isn't that science? Well, would you waste your time on that? Even if it was 999%, as long as the legal father does not abandon the child, you'll always be second. Son of a bitch. Can you at least try and file a lawsuit or whatever? Or something? I'm saying you don't even have the grounds to file a lawsuit. You're a third party and you're not considered. Why am I third party? I'm a real fucking father. Shit. What kind of What applies that? You might have a chance to file a lawsuit against them if it's clear that the legal guardians were unable to conceive a child during the time the child was conceived. Like if one of them was in prison or on a long road trip somewhere, then maybe you could file a lawsuit. that's not f***ing possible, they're lovebirds. Okay, well is the father abusing the child? If he were abusing the child, why the f*** would I call you? I would just call the cops. Then in this situation, your best scenario is not a lawsuit, it's a divorce. The mother and father get a divorce, and you can enter child custody, which would be a whole different matter. Jay smiles. He kind of likes a two birds, one stone type of vibe.
0: What do you mean, two birds, one stone? Like, she, he wants to get with her? Yeah. Get with Eve?
1: And he'll get the kid.
0: So he's into
1: Eve? Oh, yeah. Oh, what the heck? So now that's being handled, we get a flashback to why Ryan was killed. Diana told him that Eve was the one that pushed Susie. Diana was there at the bottom of the building when she saw Susie being pushed and crashing down to the ground. Diana told Ryan at the spicy rice cake shop and now he claims he was there with her too and saw the whole thing. So that's how he's gonna blackmail Eve and he's so excited. He wants to extort Eve for millions of dollars and he's so happy that someone died. What a great guy. Diana tells him the money is all his. Diana is in it for something else. She wants a confession. Ryan promised that he would record her confessing to the crime. Diana wanted it to be endgame. The world would hear from Eve herself what she did to Susie. It's not like Diana has legal advantage, social advantage. Eve had to confess that was the only way for her to be burned for the rest of eternity. Is for everyone to hear from her own mouth what she had done. But now that was out the window. On the other side of town, Mina goes to meet with her future mother-in-law, who doesn't seem to like her quite much, which is part net, considering it's her future husband and he's a mama's boy. Literally, his mom is the one with the money. And the mother-in-law practically dismisses her to get out of her face and gets excited when she sees someone behind Mina. <gasps> Miss Yoon! You've made it! She rushes over to hug a woman, and Mina rolls her eyes and whips around and sees Diana. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mina, you're here. The mother-in-law whips around. You know my son's girlfriend? Diana smiles. We went to high school together. Oh, I guess I should leave. I don't want to make her jealous since we're such close friends. The mother-in-law laughs. Oh, no, 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 sweetie. No worries. Come on, we're getting dinner ready. You should join us. I'm so sorry. I have plans later. Mina, you're getting married? Congratulations. Mina's confused. Why does Diana know her future mother-in-law? Uh, um... The next time i visit i'll try to be here earlier so we can grab dinner the mother-in-law says okay sounds good i'll see you and as soon as she walks off the mother-in-law wishes out loud i wish my son chose diana instead and turns around staring at mina and shakes her head
0: Ugh. so what's up with their relationship
1: mina and the mother-in-law
0: no diana and the mother-in-law
1: oh so i think she owns some sort of temple the mother-in-law and Diana comes, and it's just like a very good person. You know, she's oh. a stu- she's a teacher, oh. very respectable. So
0: it's a genuine... Friendship, oh, yes. Oh, it's not like... Okay, what? Yeah. So this was not Diana's pre-plan? It
1: was, remember? She asked for the information from Ryan of Mina's ex or future husband. Yes. And so she... she planned this friendship with the mother-in-law.
0: Oh, so there's more that's yeah. coming. Yeah. Okay.
1: And so uh, the mother-in-law shakes her head at Mina. Do you have no manners? How come you didn't go and say hello? Miss Moon seemed very happy to see you. (laughs) Oh, I was just, I wasn't really expecting her. We were never that, I'm sorry. Maybe I'll just go say hi right now. Just a moment. And she runs off to chase down Diana. Before she gets into the car, she stops. Wait, wait, wait. I'm so sorry we didn't get a chance to talk back there, but it's so funny running into you out here. Great seeing you. Diana, can we talk real quick? Okay, this way. And she leads Mina to a secluded area, and Mina looks around and immediately drops to her knees. Please, 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 spare me just this once, please! I've made a lot of mistakes and I have no excuses and I'm not gonna ask you to understand, please! I'm so sorry. Please! I've been <sighs> repenting my whole life and I won't stop, I swear to you, Diana, I'm never gonna stop repenting! Why are you kneeling already? I haven't even gotten started. I was a child, my family had nothing, you know? I really didn't want to do it. And then they all, I didn't have a choice. And we were all so young back then and we all made mistakes when we were growing up, Diana. Didn't we? Didn't we? Okay, well then tell me if this is a mistake. She grabs a wooden log from a fire nearby. So this is like the alleyway of the temple. So they have like fires, right? Rushes up to Mina's face with it, threatening to burn her and Mina screams and falls back. I'm a flight attendant, not my face, please. Are you crazy? This right here is what we call malice, Miss Light Attendant, when you're trying to hurt someone and you know it. And you did that to me. Every day. Mina gets up crying. I'm sorry. I'm so, so sorry. I've done something really terrible. But please, Diana, please, can you just forgive me this one time? Please don't tell my mother-in-law what happened. Please, just stop contacting her. Please, just till I get married. Please, I've already resigned from my job. If I can't make this marriage work, I won't have any income. And I, I could actually die from that. Please! <laughs> At least you tried. But it was, the delivery was too rushed, Mina, too soon. I never wanted anything from you. Not money, no apologies. I wanted nothing from you, but you ask me for my pity. What's your next great idea? And Mina switches off her, I'm sorry, face. Shit. What do you want then, huh? What do you want from you, you psychotic piece of shit? Whoa.
2: You whoa,
1: lost whoa. your phone, didn't you? Diana throws it on the ground. That's your phone that you lost. It was you. Wait, those pictures were on my phone, so Ryan didn't send me those pictures? You are s- you're f-ing crazy. Just think about how much I know about you after looking at that. There's only one way to save yourself. So think about it long and hard. It's what you do best. So I don't have to meet with your mother-in-law. I already thought about it. I'm gonna be on your side, Diana, until the day that I die. <laughs> what do you want? What do you want me to do? I'll do anything. First, Ryan. Report him missing. Meanwhile, Eve goes to meet with Jay at the back of his shop and he is um, laying down on his couch because being rich is very hard. And Eve is screaming at him, what the hell, Jay? Why aren't you picking up my calls? Do you know how many times I've tried to call? Like 17 times? Eve, isn't there something that you want to tell me? Like what? Like why the hell did Richard come to meet you and you didn't even tell me? You really have nothing to tell me, Eve? Don't change the subject. So who arranged the meeting, you or Richard? I didn't ask your Richard to come see me first, asking me where the fuck Ryan is, so answer me right now. You really have nothing to say to me? To you? about how Diana is Eunice's teacher, how my life is falling apart? What do I have to say to you? So I didn't know that. Diana's her teacher. But I'm looking for something else. Then say it, Jesus, just tell me exactly what I'm supposed to tell you. Jay puts his hand around her throat and starts choking her and slamming her up against the wall. And she's screaming, I am f- crazy. No, you're who's crazy. How dare you raise my daughter as Richards? Answer me this. Did you find out that she was mine after you gave birth? Or you already knew that she was born Yuna John and not Yuna Ha. Honestly, I'm just curious. Why you even stay married after you had my daughter? Why you abandoned me if you knew the <coughs> truth? Finally, he lets go. Eve doesn't even care about him or him finding out the truth. The first thing she says if I burst a vein, I can't go on TV. What's fucking wrong with you? And Jay forcibly kisses her and lets go and she starts making out with him. Now, this is not like a turn-on, right? But she needs him to not do anything irrational. So she needs him to still love her. Speaking of Yuna, it's daddy conference day and all the dads are showing up to meet the teacher. Richard is there and he spots Jay walking in. Jay walks in and stands right next to him and Jay says, We'll be seeing each other a lot more from now on, Richard. I'm assuming we'll be quite friendly. Why are you here? Turns out I have a secret love child.
0: No, Jay just says that.
1: Just kidding. I came to see a friend, I'm not here for you. And the teacher walks in, Diana. Richard is putting two and two together because he knew that the teacher is Eve's old high school friend, but then also he's shocked that it's Diana, the go Diana, but then now Jay is here and they're both staring at her. And Diana says, it's nice to meet you all. I'm the homeroom teacher, Miss Diana Moon. Jay tells him, we went to the same high school, all of us. I heard, Eve and Diana were friends. Yeah, who told you that? Those two weren't friends. Well, I'm guessing you and Diana were friends for you to be here? Well, you might say that we saw each other's true side. I know everything about her. I even know what she looks like under her clothes.
0: What?
1: Hey, I've been so curious, Richard. Have you ever had something taken from you? And Richard turns to face Jay, but he doesn't say anything, just a threatening look. And after the school meeting, Richard walks Yuna to the car, where she starts waving, and he turns around and she's waving to Jay! So he turns on classical music, leaves Yuna in the car, and has a word with Jay. Do you have something to say, Jay? No, no, it's just, um... Yeah, I like seeing kids smile, it's like a cheesy commercial. I never planned on getting married, you know, married men get the short end of the stick. Same exact things are a romance before marriage, but then the wife starts cheating after, huh? Watch it. There's kids here. Wow, you're a great father, huh? But you're not that much fun. Yuna has such a great sense of humor. I wonder where she got that from. Tell me exactly what you're trying to do. Oh man, you're so intimidating. There are kids here, you know? Anyway, I have to go see an old friend. Oh, you reach Ryan yet? I don't need to. I found out the reason. And Richard walks off. Diana goes to meet Jay, and she remembers seeing Jay, and it's giving her PTSD. There was one time where Jay made her stand outside in the rain, just getting poured on in her school uniform, which is like a white t-shirt, and he was just talking about how she must drink a lot of milk because her breasts are huge. And she just falls to the ground crying after he leaves. And now she has the power. Hey there, Diana. Jay. So it looks like Eve's pretty little pet is her daughter's homeroom teacher now, huh? Coincidence? I guess Eve didn't tell you. I told her that it was not. So if it's not a coincidence, then that means you've planned everything out from the moment we saw you again in June to this very moment right now. <sighs> That's f***ing scary. I didn't realize you were like this. I just thought you'd be playing basketball or something. <laughs> tell me, why is it that bad feelings are always right? I don't think I can avoid this and I can't stop you. Will all of this, whatever you have planned, only end when everyone's suffered? Like that long rainy day. And she slaps him across the face. And he mm-hmm. she smiles. So you know how to get angry, too. I wanted to see how much you've grown up. That's why I'm here. All right. You have those scars, don't you? Do they heal? Do they still feel hot? Dana goes to slapping again, but he grabs her arm and pulls down her sleeve. And he looks at her scars and starts blowing on it. I'm warning you don't touch Eve's daughter in any way. And she pulls her arm back and says, so you got it, her toothbrush. I sent it to you for urgent delivery. Now it's time for Jay to be shocked. That was you. Let me warn you as well. Don't you help Eve in any way. If you really want Yuna, I'm your ally, not your enemy. You got it? And you might not be aware of this, but I was somebody's daughter too. Right, Jay? Jay thinks about it. And he answers. My mom always told me I should always listen to the teacher. It's great seeing you. And he holds out his hand, waiting to shake for their newfound alliance. But Diana pulls out a piece of paper in her hands instead. For you. It's the drawing that Yuna made where you can clearly tell that she's colorblind. Diana is clearly getting worse as the revenge gets thicker. So after this interaction, she actually rushes to the, hus- to the bathroom to throw up, And she starts itching the scars that Jay blew on until it bleeds. And she's sobbing, thinking about that rainy day. So Meanwhile, her
0: mental health is deterred. okay. Yeah,
1: because it's getting so intense and the PTSD it's bringing mm-hmm. up and they're like fighting back hard now. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Yuna goes back home to talk to Eve about parents day and Yuna is happy that her dad is the coolest one there But Eve is pissed. Yuna, why do you keep breaking your promises? I want to know everything about school and everything your teacher does and says to you, do you remember that? You should have told me something like that, Yuna. I told you we were eating dinner. I told you that all the dads are coming. Oh my god, I'm just so all over the place these days. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Yuna. Did your dad talk to any teachers while he was there? Did he, um, did they greet each other? No, they didn't, but Dad talked with Uncle Jay after class. Uncle Jay, was that your school? Why is he in your classroom? Richard is too busy to hear Eve screaming at her daughter in the bathroom because he's gifting Mina an Hermes bag over dinner.
0: Wait, 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 wait. Richard is giving Mina a bag? Mm
1: Mm-hmm, the flight attendant
0: why she's
1: sitting there i was very excited when you asked me for a meal richard i mean i was curious to see what you wanted i must say (laughs) this gift is a surprise what do you mean by the gift it doesn't mean much it's like a fruit basket i don't like to come empty-handed i asked greg for your information and such i hope you're not too uncomfortable not uncomfortable just nervous this is definitely my style though thank you you know diana right dana mina chokes on her tea To be exact, I'd like you to tell me about the relationship between Diana Moon and my wife. Wait, how do you know Diana Moon? We play go together. Wow, it's a small world, isn't it? Does Eve know that you're meeting with me today? No, I don't plan on telling her. Mina looks shocked and excited. Oh, it's her time to shine. There's not much I can say about Eve and Diana. We all went to the same school together. Eve bullied Diana a lot back in the day. Was this bullying violent? It wasn't just violent, okay way more how bad really bad and she gives him a recap but tells him if he's interested he should hear the rest from his wife it's a pretty enthralling story so diana wasn't the first victim sounds like you and your wife don't talk much why don't you try it out today and she gets up and leaves and asks for a small favor when you see diana could you tell her that i told you all this stuff thank you and leaves (laughs) <laughs> Richard ponders back to what she said at the, convenience, at the convenience store Diana said He asked her Is that the only gambling you do? And she responded One time I bet my whole life on something And he said Did you win? I planned to Richard looks pissed At who? I don't know, okay? He goes back to the park that he built for Go And he sees a whole crowd surrounding David And he doesn't know David, the doctor But he plays a game with him and they have a weird little conversation And I guess David is just trying to get to know Richard It's kind of weird And afterwards, David goes and sits with Diana in her little headquarters Eating bong tiki, which is cracked rice crackers <laughs> And he's like, he was tall, Richard was tall I wish I was the only tall guy in this town But uh, his watch, his uh, shoes, his cologne, they were all just right Not too much, not too little It was like opening the 17th page of the January GQ magazine Diana looks at him. That's a really weird way to describe someone. My parents were weird about my birthday. I never wanted much and they didn't know what to get me. So starting from senior in high school, they told me they would open up the 16th page of the GQ magazine because my birthday is January 16th and they would get me whatever was on there. Sometimes it was book, a coffee machine. One time I got a sports car out of it. But why does that make Richard the 17th page? When you flip the 16th page, you can always see the 17th page. And sometimes you find something even better on that page. I guess what I'm trying to say is, I was annoyed that Richard was so cool, okay? Diana laughs. Like, this guy is cute, and he's jealous, okay? And uh, he asks her, did you get a call? Not yet, I thought he was gonna call me to clear things up, but he hasn't called yet. He probably doesn't like it right now, Diana. He has no control over it, he seems like the type that needs control. He just, um, I bet he's gonna reach out on Friday, after he finishes all of his work, cancels all of his plans for the weekend, and then he rehearses his questions in his head. I think that's when he'll call you. He was right. Richard goes home to see Eve, waiting for him in his office. Where have you been all day, honey? You haven't been answering my texts. Where's Yuna? Don't you know what time it is? Maybe I should learn to play Go, too, you think? We can spend more time together. Richard is not having it. Let me ask you something. Are you friends with Yuna's teacher? Is she the teacher you told me you don't like? I heard you went to go to the daddy conference, you know, and she misunderstood something about me. As you probably saw, The teacher and I are from very different worlds, but she and I talked about it, and it's fine. Why? What did she say? She should have said something to me about it? How did you talk it out? You called her a crazy bitch in my office when you first told me you hated her. Did you mean she might try to hurt Yuna? Is that why you wanted to send Yuna abroad? Eve smiles. Honey. We've dated for two years and we've been married 10. That's 12 in total. And after all that time, you have to trust me that everything's going to be fine. I don't like to be scolded, you know? No matter what you've heard or what anyone says to you, don't listen to them. Whenever you choose something, you always choose the thing that's most appealing and shinier, don't you? Our marriage is one of those things. You like my body, you like my voice, you like the jokes I make, you like my pedigree, my background. You like all of it. So don't try and open a box that should stay closed up. I love you so much, babe, and I don't want you to find out about this, okay? And I will make sure that nothing inside that box comes out into the world, and I will make sure that Yuna stays safe. So come on, babe. Can you just let me and Yuna shine like we do now? I promise you that box isn't shiny at all. So finally she's put her foot down and she's like, Stay away from this, okay? You don't even want to know. Richard doesn't say anything and Eve goes to work and Jay is there to talk to her. What are you doing here? And Jay's like, just end it. Divorce him. And what? End things with your husband. I want to be Eunice's father, and you'll get a new husband. Are you fucking insane? Is that why you showed up at Eunice's school? Don't change the subject. Do you really love him? You guys can't even talk about Diana. You don't even know if he's going to take your side or not. Or maybe you don't talk about it because you know he won't take your side. But I know all about what you did to Diana. And I've still been here for you right here. Isn't that love? Is that love to you? Yeah. Even if we didn't know it was love back then, don't you think that's love? I never actually really thought about it. But now that I think about it, oh my god, I love him. (laughs) (laughs) What? I really, really love him. Like I actually love him. Richard? Yeah. Uh. Eve goes to meet with the PI who says he's dug up all he could on Diana and she's a clean model citizen, okay? So Eve is like, dig up what you can on her mom. Last time it worked pretty well. The poorer you are, the more harmful your family is. So she's trying to, I don't know, get something about Diana's mom. But what's crazy is that Diana put her mom's pictures up along with the perpetrators.
0: Oh, she's wanting to get back at her mom. Let's go. Wow. Let's do it. Wow, wow, wow. Mm
1: -hmm. And then meanwhile, Eve is standing in front of an apartment building and she calls her PI. Are you sure this is the right address? I'm in front of it right now. The PI says over the phone. Yeah, it's the correct address. Why? Eve turns around. Because it's right in front of my fucking house. She's at her apartment address. Who? At Diana. Eve is at Diana's apartment address. Oh,
0: okay, okay.
1: Richard is meanwhile canceling all of his plans, and he finally rings Diana. Where are you? Let's meet somewhere. So they meet at the go park, and they sit down. And Diana says, how much can I win per house? You must have a lot of questions, Richard, so go for it. Aren't you cold? Your clothes look thin. I thought your first question would be if I approached you on purpose. I guess I wanted to be unpredictable for once. What would you have done if I hadn't called you? Held a parent-teacher conference. What if I had made a complaint against you? It's a private school, I'm influential. I know, I know all about your influence. I'm depending on it. The man who taught me Go was a lawyer who said to me that I was born holding the black stone and it was easy for me. I've always held a certain advantage over others. But right now, I feel I am at a disadvantage. I have questions about you and Eve, but I want to hear you out first. Why would you want that? Because you claim you're a victim. And with that, Diana's face darkens. Claim, Ditch claim. Is the husband just as bad as her meanwhile eve makes it up to the roof of the apartment and from there it's a clear straight view into her house and she's pissed she calls a locksmith to come unlock the door to unit 301 he says but ma'am this is illegal and she says if it were legal you think you'd be getting paid this much can do it and he gets to work and when the door finally opens we see her step inside And every wall is pictures of her and her bully group. Every single one from her birth, from the social media (laughs) post, her wedding. And she takes out her cigarettes and she starts smoking one. And she thinks to herself, I slipped up. I really messed up. I really shouldn't have bullied that bitch. I should have killed her instead. Back to Richard and Diana. You went to school with Eve. So did you approach me on purpose? Yeah? Does that mean you learned to play Go on purpose? That's how it started. Then I really liked it in the game of Go. You're building houses. I dreamed of being an architect before I had to leave school. Richard pulls out the evidence photo that he got of them at the convenience store that he thought Ryan sent him. Are you the one that sent me these? I made sure to pick out the ones you look good in. So where do you live? If you approached me, you must live close by. Just tell me everything. I have prepared myself. Richard, even if you have prepared yourself, cruelty like this hurts a lot. And I know that well and the door to diana's apartment opens eve is standing there smoking her cigarette and she turns around ready to kill diana but instead who's richard richard is standing there oh. and the married couple share a look meanwhile Diana goes back to David's place, and she's the Blackstone. Remember, the Blackstone is the one that has the advantage. Yeah. You start first. Yeah. So she already had a Blackstone ready. He had a Whitestone ready, and she put her second Black piece for go. And that's the end of season one. What? Emma! What do you mean? That's the end. That's eight episodes. That's eight hours. <sighs> that's the whole day that I was watching this
0: okay so can you walk me through what just happened now
1: yes, yes what questions do you have
0: so rich i'm assuming the husband knows that the eve is an evil b- yes so we don't know if he's turning on the wife or not correct no
1: but there's like sprinkles throughout the drama which make me really hope that he won't be like this yes, but yes, he is yes. a man who really cares about his family image he seems like the type that's even willing to raise a child that's not his child so that nobody knows that his wife stepped out on him
0: yeah but he also is giving me the the love interest of yes! diana <laughs> i know but then so
1: is david the doctor i don't know but the know. doctor is
0: so basically doctor is the good guy
1: yeah and, and this then is this the is bad the guy. villain
0: turned good guy so i'm assuming that richard is gonna take diana's side later i
1: feel like richard Wait, has is
0: season two out
1: march 10th oh. next month oh so, so
0: should we make predictions yes okay uh, let's okay. make a
1: prediction okay i have a feeling that the tides are gonna turn in season two i have a feeling uh, that diana gonna is gonna get with. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I'm gonna, like, my heart is going Mm. to... ah!
0: Okay, so maybe the husband kind of takes the wife's side?
1: Yes. I think the husband is gonna start taking the wife's side and then something weird is going to happen where he switches but it's gonna be a not emotional reason. I think that that teacher is gonna start f***ing up some Mm. real hard Mm. and I think something might happen to Helen. She's been too nice and too good. I feel like she's gonna get hurt.
0: Uh, what about Golden Retriever Boy? He's going to...
1: Oh, I think he's going to become unhinged.
0: He's going to I think
1: dark. he's going to get too addicted to revenge. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to start plotting his own revenge. And oh, that's how people
0: fall out of love with the Golden Retriever yeah. Boy. And then starting to fall in love with Richard, Richard yeah. the billionaire boy.
1: Yeah, Richard the rich man. Uh-huh. That's why I named him Richard.
0: So does he giving main male energy yeah he's like
1: like really they're really playing k-dramas are all about tropes so i don't even know how many scenes i've seen of him loosening up his (laughs) after work why
0: why are you looking
1: oh Hmm? i wasn't looking i was studying for this episode that's all
0: so who's your favorite character
1: diana really and then very likable Sarah is... Okay, so Diana, you have to root for her because your heart... If you can't root for Diana, you're weird. But she's not necessarily the most likable in the sense that she's not the most confusing. So I feel like there is a... I'm drawn to Sarah just because she really plays the part well. And she's kind of like that quirky mean. Mm. Eve is like that straight-up evil mean. And Eve, even then is a fascinating character to watch. She's multidimensional and the way that she's so manipulative, the way that she can have people wrapped around her finger is just so interesting to see.
0: Kinda, I kind of find Jay interesting too. He's like yes. so crazy, but at the same time, he's like, my daughter. Yeah. It's like, what? what yeah. I wonder, and then he's like in love with her. And, but the, I don't know, it's also very interesting.
1: Yeah, the only ones that aren't that interesting, I guess, are Mina. Because she's very kind of like a caricature, right? Yeah. Um, I think Richard is interesting in the sense that you don't really know which way he's going to swing yet. So it's kind of like a wild card. David is interesting because he presents as a very golden retriever boy, but he's not. Mm. And I feel like it's going to just do a plot twist and he's going to turn into some crazy one. Yeah. A lot of these people are interesting. Helen also goes to the Sarah's church. She's very religious. I wonder how this is going to all play out. Leave your predictions in the comments below and let me know if you guys want me to do a BAM like March 10th because I will sit there and I will watch every single episode, okay? Uh-huh. Looking for all the minute details and I'll tell you, is Richard hot or not? What? Just kidding. He's like 60 years old. And also it's very funny because in the drama, he's- Richard says, 60? He's really old. What the
0: f***? The whole time I'm picturing a 35 year old Oh young no, I CEO. think maybe he's
1: like 50.
0: Oh, what
1: the- Don't look him up online, because that's what happened with Singles Inferno. Yeah, you remember that guy? He's weird. Chiang. So he looks, he literally just sits like this, Richard, in all the things, just like this. And then you see him online, he's total ajosh He's like on stage singing and dancing like this. And I'm like, oh my god, that's my dad. That's my dad now. He went from daddy to dad, stop you're embarrassing me. And I will see you guys tomorrow for the next episode. Bye.